Well, 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 you wanted it. You asked for it. You got it. We're doing our first live podcast. Uh, we're doing an M4 podcast live uh, Saturday, August 26th. Uh, we're going to be live at the Dipper Cafe. So if you are in the Northeast, you got to come and attend and represent. It's going to be a good time. Uh, me, Packer, Mark and Scene, Joe Hawk, and a whole litany of guest appearances will be happening uh, in person and over the phone. So Saturday, August 26, 9 p.m., live at the Dipper Cafe in New Bedford, Massachusetts. No cover. So you don't have to worry about that. Come spend your money on drinks and good times. Uh, but yeah, Saturday, August 26, 9 p.m., Dipper Cafe. Make sure you're there. And um, I want to give this, uh, take a second to give a special shout out to all my Patreon subscribers. Uh, if you are interested in supporting the show, uh, go over to patreon.com slash big truth and you will see four different levels that you can sign up for. They all come with their own special uh, rewards or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, we always do like um, early access to episodes. You can hear it, you know, anywhere from two days to a week before, or sometimes the day before just depends when I get the, the, the episode uh, edited and uploaded. Um, you know, uh, discounts uh we're gonna do bonus episodes just for the subscribers and things like that so check it out over at patreon.com slash big truth for more information on the podcast just go over to bigtruthpodcast.com everything's over there um and if uh you are um could do me a big favor as a listener Share the show. Share the show with your friends, your family, your coworkers, anyone you think might be interested. Tell them about it. Play it in the car. Hold them hostage and make them listen in the car. Uh, you know, whatever you want you know, sh share it on social media. Just help us get the word out. Keep this thing rolling. Um, I deeply appreciate all the listeners and uh, and all your help in getting this out. We don't do any advertising or anything. This thing just spreads by word of mouth. So. Uh, all the episodes are free. I'm never going to charge for this shit. So uh, just help us keep the train rolling here. Um, and, uh, you know, like, subscribe, uh, leave a review, leave stars. You know, I know everyone listens on different platforms and they all have their own way of doing things. Uh, but if you, if you can leave a review or stars or anything like that, please do. And make sure you subscribe. Um, and uh, hey, that's about it. Go to chopahead.com. Check out my motorcycle shop. If you need parts or swag or anything, uh, we got gear. Uh, we're a full service uh, repair shop, uh, custom shop, whatever you want. You want a custom chopper built? You need an oil change? You need some parts? You want a sweatshirt or something? Check it out at chopahead.com. If you're in New England, come check us out in person at 13 County Road, East Freetown, Massachusetts. Uh, and that's about it for today. Let's just roll right into this episode right now. Once again, we have liftoff. I want to thank you for tuning into this episode of the Big Truth Podcast. And before I introduce my guest, I just got to put it out there. I think this is going to come out before August 26th. And so with that said, we're going to do the first ever live. Un I lied. No, not the first live. Uh, the first live uh, podcast that for the Big Truth Podcast was at Mama Tried. But we're going to do the first live M4 
uh, roundtable uh, live from the Dipper Cafe, August 26th, um, Saturday night, August 26th, 2023, at the Dipper Cafe in New Bedford, Massachusetts, me and Packer's Bar. So it'll be me, Packer, Mark Unseen, and Joe Hawk, and then a, a cast of characters that'll be guest spot. And so make sure you come out. It's free admission, ton of giveaways, a uh, ton of uh, bullshit, and uh, that'll it'll be fun as fuck. Um, and so with that said... This guy might be here if he's not traveling the world. Uh, I want to thank Maddie Arsenault for coming on the podcast. You might know from A Lost for Words or The World or uh, being a tour guy, and a, a, a <laughs> just being on tour, being a, 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 a manager, doing fucking, being an author, doing all the shit that punk rock kids do, the, all the DIY stuff. What's happening, bro? I'm just chilling, man. Yo, thank you so much for having me. Obviously, I've been, I've been kind of fucking punishing you to have me on this thing for a while, so it's, uh, it's cool to be, be out here doing the damn thing, so thanks nah, for having me. We've been planning this for a while, and it just came together tonight, and uh, you, I happen to have um, last week sucked, and then this week became available for both of us, so yes, it's fucking yes, perfect. Yes. And it's not fucking 500 degrees and humid, so it's perfect. Uh, we've already talked about two hours <laughs> yeah we already, we already did a whole fucking podcast that y'all can't hear about yeah some you know some some x-rated shit but you know this is gonna be the it's gonna be the r-rated shit mm. and by x-rated shit it's not porno it's just <laughs> just like street shit that we can't talk about on the <laughs> well there was some, i mean there's a couple porn stars mentioned in that too but yeah not yeah, all porn well, stuff matt lives a, a a different life than most people so uh, shit, yeah, it's 8 o'clock. Yeah, we've, we've like literally been talking like three hours. Yeah, we filmed two podcasts. Yeah, we I think we filmed one the other weekend, too, Fourth of July weekend. We, we, we all hanging out, and I think we did a, did a full podcast then, too. So this is like, this is basically the fourth episode. Yeah, we did, but we purposely let it ride a couple of weeks before we recorded because, you know, mm -hmm. you don't want to talk about the same shit. Exactly. It feels, uh, feels planned or contrived. So, fuck, dude, you, you got a lot going on, and so... Maybe the best way to get into this, um, for people that don't, you know, know, you know, like I said, you do, you do bands, you do management, you're, you're writing a book, um, there's a ton of shit. We'll, we'll get into all that, but why don't we talk about just from the beginning, dude, how did you even find your way into the, this world, these worlds like punk rock or hardcore metal, whatever, like, how, like, no, that's, that, that's an important question. I think that. You know what I mean? Like people always wanted those kind of things. For me, I grew up in Abington, Massachusetts, you know, South Shore. Home um, of the body bag. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know <laughs> the green wave, baby. Um, but yeah, so like I grew up, uh, obviously, you know, I grew up around, you know, this one specific person. I think they kind of introduced me to everybody, you know, rest in peace. Poopa, Michael Gabriel um, was a dude that I grew up. He was one of my next door neighbors. And uh, he was always just a fucking wild punk rock dude. Had mohawks fucking was beating everybody up in our school fucking weapons and all that shit and i was but he was my boy yeah, and yeah. i was kind of like a quiet kid at the time and whatever but anytime i got something trying to you know bully me around when i was like in sixth grade or whatever poop was always having my back um whatever but i kind of grew up on the r&b hip-hop stuff i was always into that but long story short i started kind of kicking it with dudes like you know ryan packer ed whitmarsh a bunch of dudes in, in the south shore you know, loose friends kind of hang out with the little brothers, you know, that stuff. He's skating around town. And I was kind of like, these, these are cool. Like someday, like I would love to fucking, you know, kick it with these guys. And then slowly started finding what punk rock was, you know, through like punkorama compilations and like, you know, finding out about bad religion and all that shit. But really I worked at a pizza shop uh, called wait, Louis wait, Pizza. Who, who was it? What, what, what band did you just reference? What bad religion? Punk, oh, punk. Oh. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, say it again. 
Hold on, hold on. What, Bad Religion? <laughs> I got to do as an homage to the oh, F4. Sorry, sorry. God damn it. Okay, cool. I already got whomped. But uh, that's cool. No, you didn't get whomped. They did. <laughs> I, I forgot. It's been so long, I forgot what button it was. On, no. on the thing. Well, I, I feel blessed to, to, to see you touch that button. But yeah, so I worked at a pizza place. And uh, I work with this dude, Chris Ranahan. If you ever listen to this podcast, I actually talk about you all the time. But um, he gave me his, his CD book. And I was like, I was, in, I think I was in seventh grade. And he's like, yo, fucking, he's like, you know, I know you like Nas and Wu-Tang and all that shit. That shit's cool. Check out this book. And I went back and I was listening to like, you know, Saves a Day and the movie life and all that. And that's kind of how I got into like the pop punk thing. Yeah. Um, I remember like really liking Newfound Glory, Saves a Day and all that shit. But so I got into that or whatever, but eventually, you know, I found my way into like, you know, because I was friends with hardcore bands and all that stuff, but Brockton was my era. Yeah. You know, yeah. Romans. Yeah. I'll never call it the Tigers then. I'll never call it fucking Lions then, whatever. The, you know, it's always Romans to me. But once I made my way into that era, because obviously I went to a couple of mass art shows, you know, Bane, Risha Sky, those shows. But once I found Brockton, I was like, this is, this is for me. This is, this is it for me. Yeah. Well, and, you know, being from Abington, Brockton's. Right there. Right there, right. So right next door. Literally, yeah, literally took me five minutes to get to, to Roman. So that, that was that. So, I mean, I mean, lo, that's a long story short, but that's how I got into, you know, obviously a Lost Words started when I was in high school. We were called Last Ride, but it just. But it just just to, to rewind for a minute, because this goes out worldwide. I don't know if you know number three in India. Uh, just say, we're talking about South Shore, Massachusetts, just just cunt here south of Boston. And, you know, that's the name of my book, just south of Boston. Yeah. Cunt, cunt here south of Boston. <laughs> well, that'll be the X-rated version. <laughs> X-rated yeah, version. with Weenie's conversations from before, we're just gonna X out all the yeah, all the ch ch. It's gonna be a bunch of blacked out things. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. It's gonna say the uh, word the retra- when retracted <laughs> retracted things. Uh, and then I went yeah blacked out. Yeah. So oh, so the book's called South of Boston. It's gonna go just south of Boston. Just south of Boston. Yep. Right. Well, perfect. So, right? I think I think it's cool. Just kind of like show. Uh, everybody has like a like a like a fascination with South Boston. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Like all the movies, you know, Town of Mystic yeah, River, yeah, The Part, yeah. all that shit. But that's not where I'm from. People are always like, you're from South Boston? I'm like, from just south of Boston. So people are always like, that's cool. So it just always like stuck with me. So that, yeah, that's yeah, going to yeah, be the name yeah. of my book. We're, we can get into that later or whatever, but. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let, we're talking, we get your origin story going on right yeah. now. So, so you grew up in Abington. Uh, dude, uh, you, 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 you knew some dudes that were in a punk and hardcore and working at the shop, the pizza shop. A dude gave you a CD book and you found pop punk and then that stirred you in a weird direction and uh <laughs> off the righteous path for yeah. a little bit no nah, i'm just fucking yeah you know i'm just fucking nah man well because i can i could sing and then like you know because r&b yeah, yeah yeah and then that's why when i heard pop punk i was like oh wow like you don't get to yell yeah well because the yelling thing didn't really like it i didn't really get it at first like you know when i listened to some of those cds i wasn't the pop punk got me into like the you know the reach the skies into the h2o's into like that direction of of like of music and then that turned me on to hardcore Cause I had to like understand what it was about. And like the, like it was more of a feeling when I got the feeling of what hardcore was, it got me into the lyrics of what it was. And then like, as you get older, you start feeling those emotions. You start to fucking feel raged, outraged about certain things or whatever. So everything made more sense. At first it just was like, Oh, why are they yelling? You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Then it turned into like, Oh, I'm, I feel what they're fucking saying now. You know what I mean? So that was, yeah. So it went from R and B to pop punk to hardcore is that is kind yeah of- man it's uh, like I, I hope there's someone else out there that has that same formula yeah, that was man. my formula i mean there's no fucking rules to this game so that- what, what whatever r&b 
Like boys, I mean, so, boys so, to men? Or, well, okay. do, you, do you remember when at the 4th of July cookout, right? Yes. I told you about, you know, that song came out in the background. I don't know how the fuck it got on there. But I forgot which one it was. And if I ever. I remember I looked at it and was like, yo, this is, a, this is how I got into music. <laughs> and when I get like, when I get stoked on something, I really like, yeah, I get, I get, get fucking hyped. And everybody's looking at me like, cool, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, that's, that's cool. I'm like, nah, nah, you don't fucking understand, man. Like, you know, so, so basically my mom used to work with a, with a, uh, a woman that was a uh, mother to one of the guys in Shy. So I think it was in like third grade. We used to go to Dorchester to go and like eat food at their house, like, you know, dinner party or whatever. And he, and he, he was one of the singers. And he's like, yo, Matt, he's like, I know, I know you like this. And you listen to Germany 4-5 and all this. Yo, check out H-Town and Jodeci. And like, boys, to, like he was giving me all these cassette tapes. Yeah. And he'd be like, yo, you can borrow it. You know, next time you see my moms or whatever, like Let's give it back. Give it back. But yo, like he, but I, but I didn't even realize like, but he was an MTV and shit. You know what I mean? Like he was like, I'm like this. So like, I remember like being at, at his mom's house and we like watched the premiere of, you know, if I ever fall in love video, like, you know what I mean? So it's this, funny because like when I was a kid, uh, you know, like I had a friend who was like, um, one of the sons or grandsons of like, you remember the band Tavares? That was like a 70, like in, in, in Saturday Night Fever, Tavares was one of the bands that had like. I'm going to say no, but, 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 I, but tell jo me about Tavares. So John Travolta was putting on a Tavares record in Saturday Night Fever and talking okay, about Okay, that's sick. And, but they're from New Bedford. So it was the same type of shit. So like a bunch of our friends, like family were Tavares, like the band, but also they, um, they also branched out into like, they were like also like played just music. So like one of the dudes was in the Beaver Brown band, which was like Eddie and the Cruisers and okay, all that shit. I, yeah. So it was like a big, weird... Thing. It was a hometown hero. Hometown shit. Yeah. But like these dudes were just like, that's what they were. Like, you know what I mean? But Tavares was like a 70s, like R&B, like soul, like funk, oh, so, so funk, now, so I'm funk not, shit. Yeah. So when I go home, when I'm on my drive home, I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be listening. Like that, yeah, that's the, that's the, that's the thing is just the, that, that dude, like, and then I would start singing sometimes. Like, you know, I, I don't want to say we were like, he was, he was definitely was my gateway to music though. Yeah. And then. Yeah, I mean, that, shy. You know, I just, I just, I might be the first person to sing on your podcast, like doing an R&B song. So I think I, you are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I took. It only took what are you like 104? Like I can't remember what episode <laughs> this. It only took 104 or 105 episodes. Oh yeah, I wait. No, Billy Milano didn't come out yet at the time of this recording. So did he, did he sing on? The, did you R&B song? No, he didn't do an R&B song. But I'm trying to figure out what episode this is because it's going to be uh, Easy Co was. I don't even know 103 or 104. I'm trying to look this up really fast because I'm 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 so retarded with all this stuff. I don't know what episode is what. Oh, so they were 103. Billy Milano is going to be 104. You're going to be 105. The first. So, so yeah, it took 105 episodes before someone sang R&B on the. Yeah, I, I feel honored. You're, you're, that might be the coolest part. Just this, you're, coming you're up the groundbreaker. Gates. 11 minutes in, and you're already breaking new ground. You're cool. I mean, that, that's why no I'm one's here. talked about Shy or or Boys to Men or Belle Bill DeVoe or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever the hell you've been talking yeah, about. Yeah, that, 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 yeah. Or 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 or, or uh, um, uh, uh, bad religion. <laughs> Except in a very negative way on on M4 podcast, we're, well, we, were tearing, well, well. We, were, we were tearing apart the uh, Bad Religion Christmas record. That, uh, uh. But yeah, I mean that that's that. That's, Let me drink to that. Yeah, yeah. We're I'll, already I'll, hammered. That's what's funny. Yeah. Is like, <laughs> you guys don't know. Like we we literally did a full yeah. full, full first episode. We're just hammering. We killed half a bottle of Tito's already uh, mm -hmm. before we started. But so so you originally were into R and B which led your way into pop punk because you could feel it more, the emotion of it, mm -hmm. and the singing of it versus the gruff screaming. Yep. And then that, from there, mm -hmm. then you understood more of the aggressiveness of 
regular hardcore yep. or whatever. That's cool. It's interesting. You know, it's just interesting to hear the background. Like I grew up in a time, like I grew up, like when I was a kid, I listened to rock and mm-hmm. hip hop, but it was the early days of hip hop. Like, like what, like what hip hop are you listening to? Cause like I grew up on Nas, Nas, Wu-Tang, Mob Deep, like okay. Tupac, Biggie. Like that so was my, this is where our age difference comes. Yeah. In. That's why I want to fucking know what's okay. up. The first show I ever went to, this is, I'm, I'm putting myself out there for all the listeners, right? The first show I ever went to was the Fresh Festival. It was like Dougie Fresh. Okay. Fat Boys. Um, I think LL Cool J might have been on it. Um, you know, it was like. I'm, so I'm following. Early, I, know, I know. So I know these guys. At least I'm not, I'm but not the like second, too behind. The second show I ever went to was. Oh, was that your first show ever? Your first hip hop show? No, first show ever. That's, that's sick. That's actually real sick. Um, my second show ever was I believe it was Rat and Billy Squire or it was Motley Crue on Shout at the Devil Tour. Okay, that's also really cool. I mean yeah. like so you got you got but, some good ba- but, mine mine but, was mine was the Newfound Glory Dashboard Confessional at the upstairs Palladium. I skipped school and went with my friends. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I kid, I kid, no, I kid. No, I kid. but I'm just saying yours is way fun like what I'm saying is your shit was way cooler but, than mine. That's but I was all, I always listened to because to me it was like oh it was all street music, right? So like I saw like Eric B and Rakim and like Public Enemy in like nineteen eighty eight. Mm. But I also saw like fucking hardcore. I was going to hardcore shows and it was, it was both. I will say this though. I will say this. Me and my friend were in fifth grade. Rage Against the Machine and Wu-Tang were doing that tour together. Whatever it was like 95 or whatever the fuck it was. We actually saved money up. We were getting money from kids at school after, you know, like say you get 50 cents left over. We would save money. And our friend's older brother bought us tickets to go to see Wu-Tang and Rage with them. We tried to sneak out of the house and, and go with them when they were going to New York and they were like, you know, juniors in high school. We got caught. We didn't end up going to the show. Yeah, yeah. That was my attempt for the first show. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Because like that, I think for me, and I just watched that Rizza uh, Wu Saga um, the one show. The Showtime one? I, uh, it's on Hulu or Showtime. It's one of those things. But Wu Saga, the Rizza, the show that Rizza produced about Wu-Tang. But, but it does go super into that Rage Against Machine Wu-Tang tour. That shit's fucking legendary. Mm-hmm. Like rock and hip hop, that was like, man, like yo, that tour meant so much to me. I wish I got to go, but I still, I had a fucking ticket. I just didn't get to use it. <laughs> yeah, so like everyone talks about the interplay between like rock and hip hop, like Aerosmith and Run DMC, and like or you know Run DMC just incorporating guitars and shit. But like the history between hardcore and hip hop goes even deeper. Like you, you don't biohazard, yeah. Yeah, even before that, like Sick of It All, like fucking like KRS One announcing like the first Sick of It All record, like see, I actually didn't know that. That's fucking sick. Yeah, just shit like that. And then he redid it on one of the later Sick of It All records, like when they re-recorded Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Like KRS came back and did shit and fucking, you know, whatever, you you know. But the to, it was all street music, and it was like reporting like what the fuck was going on in the world, going on well, in the, the communities. And so there was a lot of, and that's why hip hop and hardcore are so similar. That's why you see like look at Nas when he has that fucking there's that epic thing with him and Tupac, and he has a buyer has a like that that that's yeah that's well, crazy. Dude, even before that, like Public Enemy wearing Minor Threat T-shirts. That like that, see that's why. And then you got dudes like Glenn Friedman who are like photographers. He was like taking all the old Black Flag pictures and all the old hip hop pictures. I, He's supposed to come on at some point. That would be sick. Yeah, I, I would. I would love to hear that. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're in the process of that. Yeah, 105, first R&B singer calling you, my man. We want to hear all the stories. Yeah, I don't. You're probably gonna be like the most R&B that I ever have on this podcast, unless I can get like fucking some like 70s people. So I like R&B up until like the 80s, and then I hate it. 
Oh, yeah. So, 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 yeah, so you're, you're like the old, old school dude that's like, I don't like your R&B, dude. Yeah. I don't like Shy. I don't like fucking Jodeci. I don't like H-Town. Fuck all that shit. No, I don't. I, I don't <laughs> like it at all. I, I'm not going to lie, but, but 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 it doesn't matter. No, we, yeah. we can still be but friends. That's what makes a, no, that's what makes of a course. fun conversation. Just of like, course, of course. I feel like there's different generations, and, I, and I'm yeah. sure, like, you know, even sometimes I find myself starting to, I, I like to be very positive. Of course. And, you know, I think, you know, like, you know, that's what you know about me. I, I try to keep it very positive. You do. You know, and I core. respect that. And I, and, and I respect it. And I also, I'm not going to lie, I envy it a little bit. Like, I wish I could be as fucking positive. Yeah. I mean, I sometimes, sometimes it's not as easy. You I know, know. You know I what I mean? Know, I, I know. Like I was telling you earlier, like, everybody thinks I'm living this fucking fantasy life, but all positive. But I do it because seeing people around me happy yeah. makes me happy to a certain degree. Yeah. Of just at least like if, as long as pe as long as I'm making people happy, then it makes me feel like a good person. You know, that's a whole a whole fucking different story we can we can talk about. But I mean, yeah, but yeah, that that's just a that that shit gets that shit gets deep deeper yeah. than deeper than most. But yeah, I love hearing what old school dudes have to say to the new school dudes. No, no, you as know, far as music and all but, that. What I'll say is like you referenced Mouse a few times. One of my favorite hip hop shows ever. Was at the living room in Providence. I can't. Yo, tell shout you. out living room. Shout out Mike Delahante. Yeah. Yo, fucking living room I was think, one of my favorites, bro. But I, this is like pre Mike D uh, living room. Um, so you have, to, you have to show me again. You're like, all right, young man. No, no, <laughs> no disrespect. Because I love Mike. Yeah, D. He's yeah. A friend of mine. Yeah. Right? A friend of both of us. Yep. A mutual friend. But I saw it was. Um, and I think I told you about this at the barbecue. But I saw Gangstar. You did tell and me about J. this. Rue and Nas opened the show. Yeah, I remember that you when said Nas's first record, like his first. Like, I don't even think his album was out. It was, like, the single, but the single was hitting, right? Like, uh, and, but, like, Nas was a kid, and he was, like, nervous, and it was, like, fucking Yo, wild, I'm, dude. That's crazy you got to see that, man. Like, that, that's, like, my favorite yeah. rapper. Like, I was almost going to wear my Nas shirt mm. here because I wear that shirt all the time. But it's when rap shows were still dangerous, like, and it was fucking weird, and, like, dude still looked at you side-eye. If you were, like, like, no disrespect, and no one... If you were back there, you understand what I'm about to say. When you were like the grain of salt and the pepper shaker, you know, it was like a fucking, like people looked at you like, what the fuck are you like, doing? Like, oh, here? you must be a real one then. You, you yeah. Out here. Or yeah, like, what the fuck are you doing here? Or who are you here with? Or like, what the fuck is going on? Because it was, it was a different time. It wasn't, it was, you know, it was a little more wild. Mm -hmm. And like, kids still acted up a lot more. Like, like, I, like I said, I saw Smith & Wesson. Do you know, you, know, you want to also know something crazy? I'm just, uh, sorry, my ADD is kicking in. Yeah, yeah, mine too. My first show at the living room that I ever played yep. was with Doc Buster. Okay. I lost words. Yeah. You wouldn't, people would never expect that. I remember I used to beg Mike Delahante Why to, to. Why wouldn't people expect that? Well, because like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't like, actually people that know me and know I lost words would expect that. Yeah. But I remember I used to beg Mike, Mike, D. My, I'm going to text Mike D after this when, and be this, like, yo. Is this when Lenny was more abrasive? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. But it was, it's not even that. It's just more the opportunity that Mike gave me. Yeah, no, was Mike. like, yo, you're gonna open it, like, because I used to give him demos, and he like, no, no, you told me this story, and you should say it because it it shows to the power of believe, not to sound like fucking lame or stupid, but believing in yourself and putting in the work to get where you want to fucking yeah. go, and like, and sticking it out because everyone wants just instant gratification, hundred percent, especially the, this generation. I, I remember this story because it stood out to me when you told it to me at the the barbecue. Yeah, so like, yo, I, I, I'm gonna text Mike after this and be like, bro, I said your name 85 million times on yeah, the podcast, yeah, yeah. so if you don't. Personally, play this at your bar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't even know what to fucking know. But so, yeah, Mike D, you know, great promoter. Mike, what's up? We got to do a, a Big Truth podcast live with uh, with 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 Maddie. I'm fucking. I'm, I'm there for that one. Yeah, I'm there for that one. That yeah. So so Mike D, I used to go there as a, as a youngin with my friends. Like you know, we used to pull up the shows and we used to cause trouble at those shows too. That's the living room. The living room. Yeah, we were kind of which one? The one that was right next the to one the next, Burger King. The one next to the Burger King. All right, so that's the second. Ah, uh, goddamn it, it man! Didn't I have thought the bubble. No. 
the first living room was a little further down the road and it was on like you had to go up the stairs to get there was a parking lot and then you had to go up these stairs and it was like kind of second level there was like this big bubble but a little fun known fact like um what a claim to fame i guess for lack of a better term is like i was at the bad brain show in 1988 where they filmed the eye against eye video there and it was fucking. You're cool. Great. You're that cool. Was, that, that, that's some. That's some cool like, shit. That's like one of the, one of my favorite top five shows because that's when HR was still before he was like, you know, he was still like more with it, and he was like doing backflips into the crowd and fucking banana. It was one of the most banana shows I've ever been to, and uh, yeah, it was. I'm, I'm, I'm but they actually, filmed the Eye Against Eye video at that show. I'm jealous that that you did that, but like, yo. Like the the whole thing. So when we saw the first dance, it was like literally one of the first dancing shows. They played Christmas Night. It was like eighty eight or eighty nine. They played Christmas Night. Yeah, it was like it, it, I think. I don't think Christmas I've ever night. been to a show on Christmas Eve or Christmas Night. I did, I referenced this to because Erie Vaughn was on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And like literally, I almost got in a fight with Danzig because I was antagonizing him the whole time because we weren't ready. This is like before, like Danzig to me was like misfits, and then Sam Hain was cool, but like I wasn't ready for it at the time. I like it more now than I did when I was a kid. I was like, I didn't really get it, um, but I was more of a misfits person. And even with misfits, I was like an Earth AD dude. I wasn't more the I like the punk rock stuff, but I was more like the aggressive stuff. I was yeah. like more you were you were more like singy. I was more aggressive, right? So that's how we got into shit. Yeah, we we started off on. Totally different planets. Yeah, 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 yeah. But so <laughs> I'm just, kidding. but that's it. So Danzig came out in his little mesh half shirt, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" I love that. I love like the first two, first three records now, but I wasn't ready for it. It's like it was. I was 16. And I was like, "What the fuck is this?" I was like, "This is not the Misfits." So I was antagonizing him the whole night, and then he was singing Halloween, and I just grabbed the mic out of his hand and I started singing it, and then like I want to see this version. He, of the truth. Want, he wanted to fight, and then he was all like huffing and puffing. I was like. Bro, I'm a kid, but I'll fight you. Come down, come down. And then his manager came out, and he wanted to fight, and then it turned into this whole fucking thing. That said, <laughs> see, I was... This is why I wish video cameras and cell phones existed, Yeah, so I could see this. That's yeah. the only time, but usually yeah. I hate that shit because I want everything to be... See, cool. So yeah. the stories. But it was funny, you know, it was just, you know. But I was antagonizing him all night. I was, like, holding up signs that said, play bullet. I was just, like, I was, like, fucking with him. <laughs> and then he finally did a Misfit song, and I was like, ah, fucking give me that fucking mic. You, you're not doing this anymore. And, uh, but yeah, I didn't, I don't know if I told Erie about that or not, but that was a, like, for me, that was one of my favorite podcasts having Erie Vaughn on because he was telling a lot of like Old school. behind the yeah. scenes stories of like the transition between Sam Hain and Danzig and stuff. Like originally it was Sam Hain that was supposed to get signed, but they were like, oh, you should probably change the name and this and that. Like Rick Rubin was like, he got into the whole thing about like Rick Rubin getting involved and stuff. Yeah. That's, so that's go, too, go that's, check out that show. If you're interested in it, I'm actually going to listen to that show when I, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm going to listen to. Yeah. Not yeah, that yeah. the new Bedford Rennie told me no offense. Shut up. I'm sure they're cool, but this actually, that just got me psyched yeah. up because I think Rick Rubin's a G anything associated yeah, with him yeah, is yeah, cool. Yeah. I would like if, anyone asked who like a dream guest would be for me it would be rick rubin and i know he was on like joe who? rogan and stuff but i'd get way so, more so that's so, so that's your that's I'd your that's your fucking that would be your that's your number one live or dead that's not my a number live or dead who, if, no 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 top five who, who like not an interview no, for you a can't second. put me on the spot like, i can't think of rick rubin is definitely one of one the of people the one, yeah. i would so there's two people i'm very envious of not envious but like I don't know what the word is. I look like, I'm like, man, I fucking respect like Rick Rubin, the shit he did. I would love to talk to him more in depth about like the Beastie Boy shit, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even the Danzig shit, the fucking Slayer shit. Like I'd get, I want to go deep, like producing those records, like Slayer, Rain and Blood, dude. Like, come on. Like that's fucking 
a top five classic, like fucking Beastie Boys, fucking, fucking, you know, whatever. I, like, all that shit. Um, even, like, the old LL Cool J shit, whatever. Like, you know, like, how, he was going through the same worlds. He was in hip-hop and hardcore and punk. And, he and was, yeah, even he his was, flow was, like... Yeah, yeah. But, and, 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 you know, I definitely, like, I've talked to Glenn Friedman's camp. Like, we're talking about having him come on. They're, they're, there's not a, they're interested. It's just more the time. Logistics of, of how, to, how to make it yeah, work, yeah. 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 Um, it's weird with some of these podcasts because I'm so used to flying by the seat of my pants and just having friends on. Yeah. And so when it's like people I don't know and it's like this going through management and different levels of people, it's, it's weird for me. So I don't, I, that's one of my weak points. I don't follow up or I don't deal with you, that. You well. just you like, that's why, that's why your podcast is cool because it's organic. It's, 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 organic, it's, it's yeah. real life. It's not, yeah, there's no it's, fucking business. But like yeah. we're chilling in a cool ass motorcycle shop yeah we're, we're like like I, I think it'd be cool to fucking have you show this is fucking dope yeah, no, like this I'm is fucking to, yeah yeah like we're just in a fucking we're in, in a, a dope ass motorcycle we're in between shop between the lifts we're yeah, in he showed me lifts. all the fucking all the like the old school bikes he did we're drinking fucking you know mm. some drinks having fun it's there's yeah. no one else here there's a fucking dead fox yeah. that's stuff looking at me yeah he's fucking crazy he's and by the way, no one's no one's won that contest yet i i've had a couple people threaten that they're they're gonna get the the, the podcast tattoos that fox is still up for grabs if not it's going to Joe Hawk's house, so. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it, that that that's that that's yeah, that's cool. I love the, I love this. No, so so yeah, so it's been totally organic, and luckily, I just have a lot of friends that have done well for themselves in different areas, and um, you know, and uh, sorry, I'm pouring drinks as we talk, um, and uh, you know, a lot of interesting people I know, so it's been cool, you know. But um, yeah, so tr trying to go through people I don't know and having to go through. You know, management and 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 uh, uh, you know all that stuff has just been. See, I, I know what that's like now because back in the day, because you're, cause you're yeah, one of the, you're a gatekeeper. You're yeah, a, that, that's what I'm saying. It's like, yo, it's fucking, it's crazy. Because I mean, to be honest though, I'm still like, I'm still like one of those dudes who like I do it all my like I do it myself. Like my company, Reclaim Music Group, is what, so. Yeah, before we get into the bands and all that stuff, because we kind of get the background mm -hmm. talk about because i that's something i don't know a lot about you i know you do artist management and um you know and 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 and, and things like that and and uh so talk about a little bit about reclaim and and what that is and how you got into even doing that yeah so like basically the story is with that it's it's really it just happened naturally like yo i was bad in school like actually i mean i, I was a i was a good i was i was a good kid in school i just got bad grades okay like I, like I fucked with everybody. I loved the social aspect of high school. I was the opposite. I got I, good grades. I was a fucking maniac, and I was bored. See, but yeah, the, but, we're, but we're that's both why you're ADD, genius. But yeah, we're both, both ADD. People don't just, realize what the fuck that is. Like right now, different. Yeah, you, you have our legs this podcast. Are, is, our hey, our legs are shaking. We're, both, we're, we're, we're all running. over the place. So sorry for anyone not fault. There's not going to be any logical thread to this. We're going to jump all over the fucking. Place. And you might catch like the, one of the best stories might be at the end. So please. Just keep listening and bear with us. We're going to get through the, the fucking, the leg Spoke, shakes. Spoken like a true uh, management person. Like, you don't know when the good show, shit's going to come out. So you're going to Yo, stick, it, stick it, with th it. There's going to be something on this podcast that I know is going to be fucking legendary. And I, I just feel something <laughs> special. Like, that's like more powerful <laughs> than, you know, just a shit, whatever. I'm a hippie. So fucking. The, the powerful shit's coming. So just stick but around. But yeah, so like, so as far as management goes, like, you know, I was in a band for years, traveled. And I organically, like, I guess I was kind of managing us the whole time. We had some, you know, some great managers along the way too, like Scott Lee, Mark Vieira. Shout out to both those dudes. They, Dude, you know, I know Mark literally since we were like kids. 
Like yeah. he, he used to come, like in the late 80s, my old first band, he used to come and hang out and watch us practice. Yeah, like, yo, so Mark, you know, Mark Vieira, Scott Lee, uh, Leah. Shout out to Mark Vieira. Like. Yeah, yeah, like, so we were blessed to have some managers, but like at the end when of the day. We were still rocking flight jackets. Yeah, like, like, the, like at the end of the day, like, I was such a go-getter. And I did it by myself for so long. I didn't know how to let someone take control. And I think, you know, both those dudes respect me, but they're probably like, yeah, Maddie was a psychopath. Like, so I'd be like, dude, I just fucking talked to this guy. He's going to get us on tour. Cause like I was out there hustling and, 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 and using all my friends, you know, all my friends, like they would help me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but that's the thing with these worlds, like the DIY worlds is like, you, you just go out and do it. Yeah. You don't, and, and you don't so need. I was making friends with all these record labels, these other managers, these bands. And I started to work with this band called Paris and, and like they're, they're a really big band and they changed my life. I don't work with them anymore. It's complete good terms, whatever. Um, but basically like I, I found this girl, Lynn, she was like 17 years old and she was recording at my old house, which is a recording studio. And this girl is just such a phenomenal singer, phenomenal person. What kind of music? Um, so hard to like just rock alternative rock. Okay. Essentially, but you know, kind of came from the warp tour world, okay. But then progressed right. into like real adults could play with you know Florence the Machine or like whatever, they're, they're, they're like a real rock band, Smashing Pumpkins or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they could they could totally do that. Link could do whatever, but but I remember like finding her and, and her story is great, you know. And, and you know, like she was, you know, she came out, you know, gay when she was 18 and like, I remember she was filling in for, she was, before it was kind of cool to do. Yeah. And like, like you're no, about. it was so real. It must've been so difficult for her, you know, like, and when I say cool, I mean more ex like it, now it's, it's, accessible. it's not as yeah. big of a deal. Hundred, as, hundred, I, I and know, I'm not downplaying it, but I'm saying it's, it's more, was, it was harder. Now. It was harder than I think it was like for yeah. her to come. And I remember she was feeling, it wasn't accepted. Yeah. Much. She was filling in guitar for us. And I remember she's such a fucking angel. I, I got to see her. She was at Sad Summer Festival. Totally proud of them. But I remember like, you know, I was like, yo, our guitar player just got married. He can't, you know, tour with us anymore. I'm like, I, I cause I kind of was being their manager now. I'm like, I want to see if you can fucking tour. Like, I want to see if you have as an 18 year old girl fucking, you know, you're, you, you have, have you ever toured? Like my, my first tour was, was 21. Like, and some people can hack touring. Some people can't guy, girl, gay, straight. Doesn't fucking matter. Touring's hard. Either you got it or you don't. Let's see if you got it. She's like. I want to do it. Like, I'm like, all right. So, so she, I went to her mom, you know, I was like, yo, I was like, yo, is it okay if we take your 18 year old daughter on fucking on tour, tour with a bunch of like, you know, dudes, yeah, bunch of goons, like fucking, you know, a lost words. We're like, we're good guys and whatever. But so she was like, yeah, she's like, I totally trust you. Cause we, we started building a little history, went to the house and whatever. And she fucking killed it, man. She's a fucking rock star. Like she, so she, she played would go, in a lost she would go, words yeah, for bro. She would go like three days without showering. Never like just was so happy and just thankful. And like, you know, I'm like, this girl is a fucking star. You know what I'm saying? So, so basically I remember the first, like the first, uh, you know, tour we did with her. And actually I, I, I tried to do a podcast. I had two episodes. I never put it out, but I actually talked to her about this. Maybe someday I'll release it. But you know, she, I remember she, she left her coming out note to her mom, um, on that, on that, on that tour. She came in the van. She's like, guys, let's go. Let's get out of the driveway. We gotta go. We're like, what's what, up? What year is this? This is roughly. Hmm, it's gonna be about ten years ago. Okay. Like two thousand, yeah, about ten years ago. Um, you know, she's eighteen. Yo, this girl is just fucking just got to high school. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. So she jumps in a van with a bunch of dudes, leaves a note that bunch of sweaty dudes, and coming also, out note to her and also to our her van. Mom. We have to padlock it in the back to to lock, to lock it. Yeah. You have to. There's only one window that goes down. There's no AC. 
you get what I'm saying? Yeah, it smells. She great. fucking yeah. We were all half right. naked. Yeah, yeah. S- same with her. We're, we're all just at the point where you can be as cool as you can be without you know being yeah. full blown fucking you know weirdo. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, but it, it just made it like yo, that's 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 what it is, and that's why I want to make sure that everybody knows. And I know that there'll be fans so of her. In a like, weird she's way, a though, fucking she's a G. She's a fucking rock star. And in she, a weird way, that probably put her mom a little more at ease. Oh, yeah. That she was in a van full of dudes, but she came out and she gave the note. Oh, yeah, so yeah, So she's yeah. like, all right, I don't got to worry about her coming home pregnant <laughs> yeah. or anything. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, like, yo, it's just cool. Like, So, long story short, I had to, had to tell the little story, Lynn. Hopefully, you fucking respect that shit. I love you, and I'm going to tell you to fucking listen to this shit. But, um, you know, so that was cool. So, I got into management because... Lynn, I, I used all my resources and people weren't like taking me seriously at first. They were like, sh- you know, shooting it down, like, oh, whatever. I'm like, yo, this girl, like, this fucking girl's a star. Like, what the fuck don't you see about what are you not seeing? And then this one dude, Dave Shapiro, shout out Dave Shapiro. Um, you don't know if you're Tim Bora. They, they run Sound Talent uh, together. Um, you know, Dave and Tim are both such great friends of mine. Dave gave me a shot. Dave was like, because he, he signed my band to Lost for Words and booked my band. He's one of the biggest agents in, 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 in you know, the Warp Tour-esque world. He's bigger than that. But Warp Tour is, shout out Kevin Lyman too. That's my fucking guy. I just talked to him the other day. But yeah, he believed in me. He's like, Maddie, I believe in this. They became one of the biggest fucking bands. Like I remember we brought them on Warp Tour. And what I did, I went around and told all my homies, I'm like, I don't care if you fucking, you know, Motionless and White or Bless the Fall or fucking Yellow Card. I was going to all my homies and I'm like, watch this band one day, please. Come watch this band. Like any band that was on the fucking tour, I was like, and I had every, I'm, I'm not even lying. I had like 50% of Warp Tour coming out and they, and they watched them and it changed. Yeah. That day everybody was tweeting, but I, I'm telling you like just everything started like it just happened. Yeah. Cause you, because they now, were, now they're all tweeting. Cause they so were now, fucking awesome. Not cause of me, but cause they loved what they saw. No. And so, and that was like, you took an organic approach cause now the musicians, are to, now the managements have to pay attention or the you know the, the 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 people that are doing all the booking and agents and stuff have to pay attention because they're like all right we booked these bands now these bands are all talking about this artist and even though Maddie came around and told us about him it took it takes this for people to really yeah in the industry to pay yeah because at that point she not was, the artist the artist get it yeah oh yeah yeah oh yeah but then the the main thing is the artists the ones that pick the fucking bands at, at the end of the day usually yeah. so now we have everybody so it really just like kickstarted now they all wanted to. Play with oh, play then, with them oh, on, tour, on their own tours. Hundred percent. All the people that shut me down to the labels, all the agents. Now their bands are going back. Like, yo, we need this band. Yeah. We want to be the first one to bring them out. And you know, shout out Sleeping with Sirens and, and Pierce Deville. We're gonna. I love this because we're gonna have such a different conversation that that you're I'm used not, to. I, like every band you've mentioned, I have no idea who the fuck they yeah, are. Yeah. But I know that. Yeah. In, in a different world, they're, they're important bands. And like me not knowing about them is just me being involved in my own little world no, it, and knowing that I don't know a lot of shit, you know, outside of that world. Yeah. Because I've never left that, those worlds. Yeah, but because that's why, I, like, for me, like. But that's why I like having weird shit on this. Yeah. Thing, you know? So, yeah. So, I mean, long story short, like, you know, uh, you know, Kellen Quinn helped me, you know, finalize their deal, whatever, took them on the first tour. Next thing you know, Bring Me the Horizon. I'm sure you've at least heard of the name Bring Me the Horizon. They're a massive. Okay. <laughs> I, I love no, you. Dude. I fucking, I can't I to not, give you a big I'm hug. I'm not going to lie, dude. I'm going to be like, I, I have not even heard of that. <laughs> Yo. And I'm sure they're fucking, they're fucking huge. So, they're from the UK. They're okay. fucking. Fucking huge, man. Yeah, like I'm sure. fucking like headline, sure. like headline fucking download festival. Okay. Like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> so you're the best. This is, uh, yeah. But so anyways, they just started getting opportunities, opportunities, whatever. I only um, use this podcast to highlight my own ignorance. So yeah. That's like, yeah. And, and I'll get, I'll get real. And I haven't even talked about this before. Okay. You know, we went through all, like we, we got all the way to the top. I got them to play Coachella. 
I, don't I know what that is. Yeah. So, yeah. We, so we went from fucking playing a VFW in Massachusetts. Yep. She's from Lowell. They're Lowell. They're, they're based out of Lowell, all the way to Coachella, and then I got locked up and went to prison in Japan. But and then, how, and then, but, then, but then, before you before you get to because we're going to talk about prison in Japan. So, how long was it from the VFW in Massachusetts to Coachella? Because I'm always interested I would say in it was a good. It was a good. It was a good. Five six years, yeah, five six years. Because like five years is fucking nothing. I know that's what I'm saying. They they blew up so fucking. It, it, yo, it was nothing. And anybody and can say like, when I had Jimmy on the the podcast talking about the Beastie Boys Murphy's Law tour '86 license to ill tour. It started out in clubs, and they blew up during that tour. It ended in stadiums. So yo, like they brought yeah. Murphy's Law on tour because they were like playing clubs. And by the end of that tour, they were filling stadiums, selling that's, out yo, stadiums. It's, it's fucking bananas that's why how fast it happens, it happens. It happens, yo. And that's it why, like, goes. my management career, I wasn't fucking going to be a manager. I was going to be in a pop punk band that toured with, you know, cool bands that I was stoked on and I loved touring. I was making maybe fucking 5K a year, 10K a year. I'd have yeah, to come home. It's crazy. No one I'd, knows. I'd, I'd, I'd have to come home. Yeah. I'd have to fucking come home. I was in Local 104 fixing power lines. Now, I wasn't the one climbing the fucking power lines. I was the one at the bottom doing all the grunt work. You know what I mean? But I was blessed to have, you know, my stepfather put me on and he, you know, my whole family was in the union. And like, I had to pay bills in between and work. I had my bandmates digging holes with me. I got them jobs just so they could make ends meet because, you know, touring ain't fucking easy. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. Um, now you can work from, like now people work like I have bands that I managed to like, Oh yeah, I make like 80 K working on the road. I can tour whenever you want me to. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Oh, that must be nice. Yeah. yeah like that yeah. must be nice. Like, I just Cause I had to dig fucking holes yeah, yeah. and fucking work snowstorms yeah, yeah, and fucking, yeah. you know, shovel roofs. So, yeah. you know, just to make, just to fucking go on tour and pump it all into the fucking band. Yeah. You know, so, but whatever, either way, my management career changed. It was Paris. Shout out Lynn, Brian, you know what I mean? Like the, their whole squad or whatever, like. You know, um, that's how my, my, my life changed. So now I have. So, so, but like, how did you get into management? Like, it was more like. I, f- I just, so, I found Lynn and I just kind of started hitting people up and I oh, got. So you just kind of took her on. I was just helping them as a, fr- I don't need, I was friend. just like a friend. Like, yo. But I like was you almost, said, like you were doing it for your own band, kind of, but also in concert with other managers. Yeah. But you were much to the chagrin of the managers. You were like doing their job for them, well, or like yeah, pushing, no, it's like, pushing it, shit on no, them. No, it's, it's almost like I was just like so ADD and fucking like, all right, all right, next we to do yeah, this, yeah. and they're like, I'm mad, he's chill out. I'm like, no, but I think the Wonder Years or Four Years Strong, one of them's gonna take us out. I just talk to them on the phone, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you know. So I was always, you know, doing that thing, and like, and and at the same time, like we, you know, we kind of, you know, obviously we could jump all around, but like, yeah, you know, we we. Our first record that was well, on. Well, this is a total ADD podcast. We're yeah. going to just this is called, play on that. Yeah, We're this is, this is, this is this Big place. Truth ADD podcast. No thread. We're just going to bounce around, and then at the end, you're going to piece it all together. Yeah, and if, if and if you know how to do that, then you're a genius. Yeah, or, or you know, you're just ADD as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, like, I mean, I guess the whole thing was is, is um, you know, I learned a lot from, you know, we were on Rock Vegas Records on our, on our first record, and we grew up in the, you know, the Romans era of, of stuff, and we were playing, we played with Ramallah for our record release show in 2005. Like, what other pop punk band? Wait, no, no, so now, now, now I got to reel you in, because you were just talking about management. Now well, you're well, talking no, about that's, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, from what I'm saying is it all came full circle. Like, I came from nothing, yeah. and then I went, you know, like, Lost Words got to a point where I was very happy and I thought we were successful and success to me doesn't mean money because people get confused about success and, and, and they involve with money. I got to tour the world. I made no money, but then management changed my life. Management changed. Well, that's what I was getting to. I like, just, I, I swooped in, you know, from, you know, 
it's just <laughs> you swooped in from being the artist to the to the money guy to, to, to taking well, the money. No, well, like, hey, 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 yeah, give yeah, me yeah. the money. Well, <laughs> and I, I barely like. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I don't even know how to. I don't know follow up on that because, like, it just it's just yeah. Mm. So I mean, give me twenty percent, motherfucker. Fifteen percent. I charge fifteen percent. All you mean oh, is to charge twenty. They're fucking. Oh, out. look at you. Yeah. You're, you're fucking the fair manager. Yeah, I, you I am. manage War Machine. I, and, 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 and I and I don't sign contracts really with yeah. any other band. Like people call, like Yo, you're a bad businessman. All that shit. Dude, I'll start singing. I won't yell anymore. Just yeah, but, just bring War Machine out. Yo, let's, <laughs> let's do it. Let's, yeah, yo. I'm trying to go on that Europe tour, though. I saw that that round two fucking slap shot well, DVD. War Machine's trying, too. Like, obviously, the Risk and War Machine weren't mentioned on that flyer yet. We got to figure out what the fuck is going on. I saw that. What the fuck's up? <laughs> I don't know. Come on, Packer. What's going on out there, dog? Well, it's not Packer. It's Stronger Bookings. What's up, Stronger Bookings? Fucking yeah. The first, the first run did well. What's up with your? What's up with the uh, uh, British? Yeah, why can't why, why, yeah why can't why can't the whole what's team up, go out again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll figure that out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So no, I, that, that, I just saw that tour flyer get announced. That was today, right? That because I, I just reposted so. it. To, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, so I don't know where you want to go with this because we have ADD. Yeah. Drinks no. are flowing. I'm having a really good time. So you, you talked about the the management. You got into management by finding someone that you believed in, and and then like just kind of promoting. So what's going on? Like. Let's. What's going on with management stuff now? Like, like, how did you develop that from from like doing shit on a friend level into a business that you also do outside of being in your bands? Yeah. So, so that's what you do mainly, right? That that that's my that's my fucking job, man. Like, so how yo, many bands so, are you, so, are so, you, are so, you so have basically, on the roster now? So th there's so I can I can you know basically ten, like t ten artists roughly, but yo so so set it off. Also, I want to give them the big shout out. They they saved my life. They've been with me since, you know, since back in the day. We toured them a long, long time ago. They were the second band that I ever managed. So we're going to go back and talk about Lost Words and the, the world and all that stuff. Yeah. So right now. Right now is this management. Yeah. So set it off, but we toured with, Lost for Words toured with, yeah. and became really good friends. Um, they're the biggest band on my roster. Um, they're great friends of mine. You know, Cody, Max, and Zach, shout out if you guys are taking the time to listen to this. I really, really appreciate it. And I'm blessed that I'm working with you guys. Um I never forget. I was I was at a, a hotel with Paris, and at the time they were getting Paris was getting so big. I don't realize, like I could try to expand. Mm -hmm. I'm just like just living the fucking moment. We're touring the I'm touring the world, and I'm still I'm still touring with the band. I'm the manager, but I'm touring with them. Do you get what I'm saying? Kind of an untold story, but I was so addicted to touring, and and I get I, it. I run for myself. I like to be on the road, so I kind of was distracted. You know, I don't like Total, I don't like reality. It's pirate life. It's fucking great. Yeah, no, there's no, no responsibility rules. other okay. than take, I, I did my, but I take care of my people. No, of course, exactly. But I'm saying, if you're in a band on the road, you look at the sheet, the day sheet, and you're like, okay, I got to be in there for loading at this time. That's my responsibility. The the set is this time. That's my responsibility for the day. It's yeah, fucking great. It is, yeah. So, like, but but it was also different going. But from, as a manager, I know or, that's or, what is crazy. A whole different thing, yeah. But I loved, and I loved that. Like when I started working with with the band, Paris, that was so young, whatever, and and I loved like giving them my knowledge and also protecting them because, like, you know, I like you know, I come from a different world, so I always had these friends coming. And they're like, "Oh, your friends are so nice to us. They bring us out and buy us dinner." And I'm like, "Yeah, like I got a lot of a lot of good friends. They got spoiled as far as like some bands go. They don't know anybody, and they just." Yeah. You know, whatever, some introverts, extroverts, but they really like, I'd be like, yo, we're going to go to this city and my friend's going to come here. We're going to stay at this guy's house. And you know what I mean? So it was cool. Um, but yeah, set it off. Um, yeah, they, they like, I met them when we toured with them. Um, and then I remember the call and said they need new management. And I remember looking at one of the members of Paris and I was like, he's like, why don't you fucking manage them? 
I was like, you think I should, I basically was like, he would give me like, basically like the approval of like, you can manage another band. You know what I mean? Yeah, Cause yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. Like, and I, and you didn't I, know you were like, at that time you're like, do I just manage one band? Yeah. Is that it? Or do yeah. I do more? Yeah. And then, so I remember him and I was like, whoa. And it's like, my brain is like, fucking oh shit. Yeah. I can do bursted. Cause well, cause I also, I just like, I'm a, I'm a loyal dude. So I didn't want them to ever think that like, I, you weren't giving them all this yeah. the attention they needed. Yeah. Yeah. So then boom, I, I remember calling, calling them back and being like, yo, like, Cause they were like, what do you think about this? And I was like, yeah, what do you think about like, I'd love to have a shot at managing you guys. If you guys are down. Mm. And I think they saw what I was doing with, you know, with, with Paris. And I got a call a couple of days later and they're like, yeah, like we had a couple of calls. Like we want to give you a shot. I was like, cool. And then, you know, that's how it started. So they were the bands that I was mainly working with. Obviously, you know, we can, you know, the, the, when I, I, I had my little extended vacation in Japan and then, you know, when I got out, set it off, stayed with me. And that was, you know, this is testament. It was a loyal as, as, as you can say, man, they'd like, they're like, when you get out, you're with us. Like, you know, like you didn't anything bad, you know, like it wasn't like, you know what I mean? It's just like, you had a little mistake, you know, whatever. And so let's talk about that. Cause I think also besides my first R and B guest, and uh, you're also my first guest that did any jail time in Japan, as far as I know. So how, how did that happen? So, I mean, I mean, I guess like for, for me, our first tour and Lost Words will always come into this because a Lost Words was the foundation of everything in my life. The tree, the yeah, roots we start we have, with. I don't know why we didn't start with a Lost Words, but yeah, but but the, but the foundation is any story that I have is rooted from a Lost for Words. So Lost yeah. Words is so basically, you know, our first tour ever was in Japan. Made great friends. Um, I toured in. Wait, your first tour was in Japan. Well, I'm sorry. Our first out of like our first international tour. Okay. Was Japan. So we, how did we, that we were, happen? We were, uns, we were unsigned. Like how no record happen? label. Yeah, how did that happen? I got a fucking message from Mizuki. Mizuki, if you like, I hope all my Japanese homies listen to this because this is when it's gonna start. You know, the, you'll, you'll, I'm gonna when I when I when I shout out this 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 podcast, I'm gonna shout out certain groups of people yeah. to make sure they're listening. Yeah. Because there's a lot gonna be a lot of different you know aspects. But why don't why don't we rewind a little bit? Why don't we talk about going from R and B into a lost for words? It's like because because I feel like everything's gonna build off this. So like just to try and keep it. Yeah. Somewhat organized and less ADD, like all over the place. All right, so, cool. Cool. I love, I love how it was a cliffhanger. It's like, oh, right when you, hey, right when you, like, oh, you yeah. thought I was going to give it to? You think you want to hear about Japan? No, no. Not yet, motherfucker. We're like, only 46 minutes in. You <laughs> wait for an hour and a half if you want to hear the Japan yeah. jail story. So, so uh, how did you go from being a kid that was in R&B, which you explained, and then how you found punk rock to, like, how did you start? Like, well, you know, how did you get into being, like, not just a fan of punk? Like, how did you get into, like, being in like a band and shit yeah. like that. So I mean like, 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 and I'll try to be as short as I can, but yeah. So the band kind of started. This is long form. You don't have to. Yeah. Me and, me and, and, and my, my homie, Danny Poulin, um, went to high school together and actually we started out beefing back in the day. Like he was in eighth grade and I was in 10th grade. He was grade. one of the original partners in full speed ahead. I heard about, I, I, I know the story. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I know, I know the story. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so like Danny and I had kind of smoke at the very beginning because we both, uh, I had just broke up with a girl and then he started dating the girl, you know, typical bullshit, how it always starts. This but is high school? He was in junior high. I was in high school. Um, yeah, I was in, no, actually I was, I was in ninth he grade. A, he had a little bit more game, man, because he was in middle school pulling, man. pulling high school chicks. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, he, no. Danny Poole was a smooth operator back in the day. Back then. Yeah. Now he has a kid and he's married and, and, you know, shout out Danny. 
and I know you're doing good. You ha- he has more ADHD than I, I mean. He he's he's on a whole other spectrum. So level. should we get him on the podcast? To, like, <laughs> just to have a total off the wall, all over the fucking place. I don't podcast? man. To get him him here would be fucking impossible. That dude is fucking. I, I haven't seen him in a long time. He's told me we're gonna get oysters when I'm home. But okay. Danny we'll see if I'm, I'm calling you right now. If we don't get oysters, it's on you, dog. All right. Um, but yeah, so like we started the we started the band uh, back. The dude Poopa squashed the beef. He was calling my boy Martel's house. You know, this is back on house phones. Calling yes. like, what's up? Da da da. You know, shit talking. And then my boy so, Poopa. So it went from beef to a band. Yeah, we we so went to high school together, and then um we yeah we just started playing um and then we called Last Ride, you know, super you know nervous whatever. One of our first shows was actually with Six of Fire, um at at the hand of y- YMCA. Bob Townsend put it on. And put us on. It was it was the same night as Blink One Eighty Two and Green Day. So obviously, I mean, there was like a hundred kids there, but like you know, think of our first you know pop punk emo show, you know, because we were more emo then. It was against Green Day and, and Blink One Eighty Two. Like we, my my first pop punk show was Green Day, but it was at Fred Smith's fucking skate park, and there was like thirty people there. See, that's see truth. You got the like. That's the kind of shit. Like that's fucking. That's wild, dog. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, like, so basically, we we got into that. That's probably. Our, I think that's like my only pop punk show that you that you ever been to. I, and it wasn't it, it wasn't a pop. And punk. you went to the skateboard. It was like <laughs> and you went to the skateboard. That Green Day played at Fred Smith Skate Park in 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 Rhode Island, and literally it was just they were on tour. They played the show, and it was like thirty people. It was when they were first, you know, obviously. In their younger days, uh, yeah, 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 like you know, they weren't doing arenas yet. Obviously, but, yeah, but that, that's cool to even say that you, that yeah. you got to do that, and 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 so from there, honestly, and shout out to Fred Smith, who's still living like the full pirate life. Like he works for me at the tattoo shop, but he can't come back until October till he gets his license back. He's like he's in his sixties or something, and he's still like fucking or fifth late fifties, and he's still like full fucking pirate skateboarder. I love Punk that. rock, fucking. He's living his best life. Lives a life. He shows up on his bike. He he rides a chop, a rigid chopper to, to the shop, but has no license. And then got caught like three times. And he's like, "Yeah, I just can't. I just can't do this anymore. Yeah, I can't live this." He's this. like, "I'll be back in like September or October when I get my license back." Like, yeah. And I'm like, "All right, it's cool. It's cool. Like, he gets a pass." Yeah. No. That that then that, that's a cool story. Yeah. So I, I guess our next chapter of, of of that we me and Danny started the band. But so we... I didn't realize that you and Danny had started the band. Me and Danny started the band together. Yeah. So, because I said, like, we, like, you know, we grew so up... So you guys were in a beef over a chick, and then it was like, all right, let's turn a beef into a band. Yeah. That, that, how does an emo pop punk band start? That's, yeah. how, that's how it over goes. Yeah. yeah. She broke my heart too, dude. <laughs> what? A, it's, <laughs> it's so lame and perfect. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's, if, Sorry, if, dude. If, like, that, if that's... But that, that started... That, we're talking when we were 13, 15. You know what I mm. mean? So, so get, get even the past. Yeah, this yeah, isn't yeah. a fucking 25-year-old, like, where adults, like... So, yeah. So, we did that. And then, <laughs> yo, <laughs> honestly, yo, so, so we obviously grew up and we were friends with all these dudes, like, you know... The, the, you know, the Ryan Packers, who I know everybody knows who Ryan is and Ed Whitmarsh and, you know, all these dudes. So I don't like, think anyone, I, I, my general listeners know Packer because he's been on a bunch of times, but Ed Whitmarsh, you probably got to do a little explaining about it. He Whitmarsh. just looks like the, like, he's just a big dude, like back of the neck. Yeah. It looks like, you know, kind of, kind of Shrekky, kind of Shrekky. Like he, he was a dangerous dude growing up. He's a dangerous dude. Back in the, when we were kids, man. Dude, this dude was, he was like a fucking giant. Yeah, yeah. And he, he just like, he was like always bald. I think he grew, I don't think he ever had hair. I really don't think he had hair. <laughs> but like, yo, like, so I, I actually, I grew up with a sister. I knew Debbie. But, but yeah. Check out Back of the Neck. Back yeah. of the Neck, yeah, yeah. Shout out at Whitmarsh. I, I love him. Um, but yeah, so like we grew up with all these dudes. 
So like we always had love from the South Shore hardcore kids. Like like so when we started playing, people were like, "Oh, your fucking band sucks. You you know a bunch of pussies, whatever." Da da da. But they had love for us as people, as people. So we always had. You're a good kid, but your band sucks. <laughs> if I could give you, if I could, if I could have made a dollar for everybody that said that, yeah, yeah. I seriously, I would be motherfucking a millionaire, <laughs> dude. Ah, uh, you know. Not gonna lie, like I, you're a cool band, just not my thing. But you're, you're you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like we did that, and and basically once Poopa passed away, which I started the whole thing with, um, you know, dudes like Colin Campbell from Con of Arabia, he came to one of our shows. We played at the Hanover YMCA, and I remember him being like, "Oh, like you know, come hang." And I went to like you know they did a benefit show for Poopa, and it was anybody from Junction 18, who was a band that we looked up to. Um, you know, it was Back of the Neck, all these different bands, whatever. But Rock Vegas Records, which was a South Shore hardcore label, um, yeah, they were, they they had the, it locked down. They for had a while. locked down for yeah Romans era, and they were like, yo, we want to put out your like Colin's like, you know, we want to put out your record, and we're like, yo, we got a record deal, and like. It wasn't a record deal to what people think it was a record deal, but it was a handshake of just like, we're going to pay for your record and we're going to give you CDs to sell. And we sold 3000 records in like three months. Yeah, man, that's good. And that was a lot. And cause we, me and my homies were going on peddling fucking CDs. Like my, my dude, like me and Mikey, shout out to my whole band, Nevada, Jackie, Mikey, Mikey, still love them. We're still doing shit. We just sold out a show at the fucking Widowmaker in Braintree on the 12th. Like we still get together. You know, we played, you know, we, we're going to, I want to do another cafe. acoustic show. Yeah, man. Yeah. We were the first show at your, at your place, right? You Essentially. Were, yeah. You were literally, since me and Packer took over the Dipper, you were the first. Yeah. You were the first show we had. And we're going to do, and we had fucking Vane hip hop. We had Mr. Yeah. Miyagi. Acoustic, yeah. like, yo, but like, that's how we do it. Vane was rapping. Like, yo, we had, who, what other dude is going to come in and be like, I'm going to play some emo songs, and then my homie's going to talk about gangbanging and rapping. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to do acoustic emo songs and then also have a gangster rapper. Yeah. When I was, yeah shout good. out to Vane. Yeah, shout out to Vane. Yo, they dude. just moved back to Texas. They just got there. Saw the whole new house. Shout out to Julie. Yeah, Fucking yeah. shout out to Vane. Shout out to Anna Lee, his daughter, seven years old. She came yeah. up with a, our, one of, when we, I had them fly out, grimy kids. She, we're getting off topic again, but I had them come through. Anna Lee came up with the ski mask. She's seven years old. Yeah, yeah, was on yeah, stage yeah. with me. I'm like, yo, she's a fucking queen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we, 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 so the Brockton era, you know, getting signed to, to rock Vegas was, was such an experience. And at the time I didn't really get it. I thought it was normal, but we were the only pop punk band fucking playing with Ramallah. Our first show was like, I think it was Ramallah death threat at Brockton yeah, yeah, and all yeah, my yeah. friends from my height, like all my jock basketball friends were getting beat up, like literally beat up. I'm like, yo, yo, everybody stop. Yo, <laughs> I'm like, yo, those are my fucking dogs from fucking high school. Yeah. Like, yo, please like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. get like, you know, give them a pass. Yeah. Give yeah. Them a pass. And then everybody's cool. Then, no, then they all started shaking hands and yeah. we laughed it out. Some people got lumped up pretty good, but like, yo, at the end of the day, that's the thing about like, yo, that's the thing I loved about Brockton. Everybody kind of like, you got lumped up, but, shook hands, but then, then yeah. it was like, yo, all right, you Maddie's boy. We're Maddie's boy too. All right, cool. Well, yeah, well, good, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry about, sorry about that, but not sorry about that, but let's go get a beer, you know, whatever. Yeah. So yeah, we, we grew up on that era and that really changed our lives. Colin brought us on one of our first tours. When pop, when pop punk was hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When pop punk was hardcore kid, yeah. South Shore, just South of Boston. <laughs> but yeah. So like, I remember like Colin brought us on one of our first East coast tours. We did, we went from Boston to Florida. We did a couple little things. You know, just like playing in front of 20 kids at like, you know, bookshops and VFW halls or whatever. But then Colin brought us on a tour with Ambitions um, and Crime and Stereo. I love Crime and Stereo. And that's when it started. It started like we're like, we were playing in front of kids, you know, 100 kids maybe, you know, whatever. But we fucking, it was just, we got it. Colin was like, this is how you get your fucking guarantee. You know, you know how he is theatrical and like whatever. And then th then from then on, it went from, you know, tour with the Wonder Years, all these big pop punk bands and it just happened. 
We got signed because we but could. How did how did you go from touring with like Colin of Arabia to like other pop punk bands? Well, so yeah, so we were obviously playing with other pop punk bands. That was happening, but our first like you know tour was that. But then we just like obviously we had our friends, and we're like, let's start booking our own tours. We started booking our own tours, and then our first booking agent was Ramona. Shout out to Ramona from Detroit. She was booking Death Without Honor, you know, like Trapped Under Ice. Like all these bands, like in, in that, that era, like, and she gave us a chance because I think it was either Brian or Frankie, whatever, whatever one had called her and like, yo, there's this band from around here. You really got to fucking. And, and we were like, we were kind of, we were kind of booming then. Like we, it was, it was going. The engine was on. We just didn't have anybody to, to help us. And she, then, then it just started happening. Started doing our own headline tours and whatever. And that's when the game changed. I mean, long story, like, well, the longest, the longest the longest story ever short, um, you know, we, we ended up um, being around and touring so much with Four Year Strong, Set Your Goals, and the One Year's Bigger Pop Punk Bands, that agent, Dave Shapiro, was like, I'm just going to take a shot on you. Like, you're on all my tours anyways. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. the band's always like, they're like, oh, we have another idea. Like, no, 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 Lost Wars is on it. That they were like, I remember Dave being like, you were just on all my tours. I was just like, I'm going to fucking sign this band. Might as well. If right? Like, yeah. you know, and, and he did give us such, I remember when he first booked us, we got on warp tour, which was a dream of mine. Kevin Lyman is my mentor. You know what I mean? He really like put me on. Um, yeah. So like that, that whole chapter happened. We started touring internationally, went to Japan for the first time when this is, this is when we were unsigned. You know, got a shot, went to the UK, unsigned. So how did you get to Japan? Like, like were, we got, you, were you selling records there or something? Or like, like so how, like, yeah, like I think your first tour outside this, this, of the States is a Japan. Yeah, so this is MySpace era. Okay. So this is when everybody had their fucking top eights. And we were in every fucking title fight, fucking fireworks, this time next year, four years strong, set your goals, the one years, man overboard, a million bands. We were in everybody's so fucking. So many bands that I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I'm we, just we, like, I don't know if you see me glossing over. I love I'm his face. I'm interested. I'm interested yeah. no, because you're see, my boy. Yeah. I just don't know any of this shit. I love so it. I, I, can always say, I can always see you go like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, yeah, Patty. Yeah, yeah. But, but I'm sure it's like big shit. You know, I yeah. just don't know it. Yeah. yeah so that, that was back in the day when my says happened. So I think that people, and I love that era because it was so supportive. Yeah. Here are my fucking, here's my eight best friend bands. Cause yeah, but that was the cool thing was that was the cool thing about MySpace is you had that that's how little we got signed. player. You that's had how that we player got signed. and you could put like, was it top 10 or eight? You, at first it started with top eight, but then you could like do the codes and you could have top 60. Like you can. Okay. All right. But yeah, I remember that. And the player and the player of music. That's so people, saying, you could put the player on there. Honestly, truth, yo, for real. It fucking MySpace is how we got signed. MySpace yeah. is cause we had so much love from people that, People kept hearing about our name because of being on people top eight. Like people would DM must be like, "Yo, I heard you because of Four Year Strong. I heard you because because like." So other bands were putting you put on. Put one hundred percent. We got put on from our friends. Yeah, we weren't the best band in the world. We had some really fucking dope songs, but we were a band's band. We were real motherfucking dudes. Like we we showed love. If you came in our town, we were coming up. We were all all of us are coming out to support you. You were staying at our house. We were gonna buy you beers. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's and, and just that's how it fucking happened. And I missed that that. I feel like it's so lost. The VFW halls and all these things. Like, people did it all them fucking selves. Like, mm. these young kids don't work hard enough. You know, like, all your young guys, I'm going to tell you right now, fucking work harder. You know, they want things to be handed out to them, you know? And, and I think how we got on this is you were going to talk about how, if you remember early on, you Living were talking room? about, like, Mike D. <laughs> yeah, Mike D. We didn't, you didn't even get to that story yet. Yeah. How I, did that, like, so. So I kept, I, kept, I kept going and giving Mike D back when he burnt CDs. I'm like, yo, every time I'd be like, yo, Mike, this is the new demo. I'd be, because I go to the show, he knows who I was. Me and, her, me and my friends, sometimes we fight in the parking lot outside, 
you know, like sometimes we'd just be there having it's fun. Like all the pop punk bands, yeah, we, dude. They get drunk and get. Well, I, I wasn't. Well, I wasn't always with the pop punk kids. I know. I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, like, so like, you know what I'm saying? I've always, I've always, you know, like, you know, I've got my scraps, but I'm also like, I, I'm a, I'm a good dude that chill there. So, but Mike D would always see me at shows, no matter if it was a hardcore show or a pop punk show. Mike D's like, this dude never fucking. He's just fucking here. Yeah. You know, and then like, you know, it started being like, give him demos, and eventually he's like, dude. You like, you really just don't stop. Like, all right. He literally just said it. I, I remember just being like, all right, this date, dark buster, like, we'll see what you got. And I was like, cool. And I remember like, I told everybody, I think I pulled up like 60 South Shore dudes. I had like Whitmarsh, Colin. I had everybody. I'm like, I came full force South Shore. I'm like, every, cause some people just like, we fuck with dark, but like, you mean like people are like, yo, yeah, yeah. we're going to come support, but also we fuck with dark, but like, yeah, yeah, that's a cool yeah, show. Yeah, but course, I pulled yeah. up, I pulled up. And people went fucking off for us. I had homies coming. I'm like, if you don't fucking hit dudes and stage dive for our band and swing off the fucking pole that was in the middle of the stage. I'm like, so Mike D was like, you people pulled up tonight. You know what I mean? He's like, we'll do more shows. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then it, he put us on bigger shows, like big pop punk shows that we actually belonged on. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, man, it just like dudes like him, dudes like Colin, you know, we were getting on all these fucking shows. Scott Lee, you know, we were playing the Palladium all the time, open up for these bands, and that's how it just... I mean, we fucking... Like I said, we still... You know, we sold out 250 tickets at this this this, this bar. You know, we did Brockton VFW, you know, a, a couple of years ago. I think you guys was to play, but that's when COVID was fucking smoking hot. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you got... Right. Truth, yeah. you're going to play with the Lost Words, bro. Yeah. You almost played with the Lost Words. We're going to do that. We're gonna, we, it would have hey, been the take, reverse. We would have been the weird band, like people like... Mm. Well, we had, we had Risk. No, no, Risk was on that show too. Oh, was it? I had Risk. It was going to be you guys, DBD, Risk. No, you would have been the weird fucking band. Okay. I would, we would have been the weird band on the fucking show. And it was our headline. And it was your show. Yeah, yeah bro. But that was like, that's the thing. That show, that's I right. Actually, I forgot about that. It's so crazy. We have a really shitty shirt that um, my bass player, Mikey, it's, he, I hate his merch designs. I love him. And I, I know you'll laugh when I say this, but your shirt designs are fucking trash to me. No offense. And I know you hate my shirts that I make too, but I'll give you one because we, we didn't sell. Actually, some of his shirts have sold, so I don't want to... He actually does... He has some cool designs sometimes. But we have one with all the bands in the back. Oh, really? It's fucking... You know, we have a... Like a... Bro, there's every genre. Every... It was two days. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. the first day, I catered to one thing. You know, and the second day, I catered to another thing. You yeah. know, the hardcore chapter of my life and, like, the pop punk. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know everything. I had R&B band on it. I had... Did Shy, did Shy play? Was Shy going to play? If they fucking, bro, I couldn't afford those fools to play rock. That'd have been funny. You probably could now. <laughs> I'll, I'll, get the, I'll get the fourth member that didn't, that was doing the background. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's only 500 bucks to get, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I had like, I had grimy kids on it. You know what I mean? Like I, like you just, I, I had, and I was talking to these girls, Shallow Pools. I, I manage a band. Um, super dope. And I fucking hate even putting titles. Uh, that's the one thing I hate about this generation. But like, you know, in the music industry, you have to put titles on things. Oh, they, they represent this. They're just my friends. They're great females feel like, you know, fucking yeah. shallow pools, shout out. But I had fucking, you know, a gay fucking all girl band and three Latino homies from San Antonio. Two of them never left the state before talking about gang banging on the same show. And it just, I love that they both watch each other and they were like, yo, that was cool. Like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. cool. Like, you know, cause it was just like, I like mixed, mixed hundred percent. Cause shows. Uh, cause we talk are, about that. Like back in the day, there'd be like a punk band, a hardcore band, a metal band, like a ska it was band. fucking weird. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. It, Everyone was like, man, when the ska band came on, <laughs> unless you were from, unless you were from like fucking San Francisco. And then, yeah. fucking, yeah, yo, but, like, but yo, but the thing is though, that's what, isn't it cool? It's just like, yo, 
yo, people like I don't know. I hate. I'm, I, I'm not, and I'm just kidding. But literally, Scott's cool for like two songs, and you're like, okay, all right, we got it. <laughs> I really, yeah. Yo, the hardest tour we ever went on was with Street Manifesto. The dudes oh, from yeah. Catch Twenty Two, bro. They those snobby horn kids were like low key heckling on us. And I'm like, yo, I'm gonna fucking whoop your ass when we get outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I, I I've played with and, and you're the heaviest like, bands, and you're in like dumb old man shoes. You ain't gonna run. Yeah, bro. Like I'm like, I've played with the heaviest bands that no one's ever. Yeah, I was on tour with fucking First Blood playing fucking a Motown cover record, and no yeah. one gave me shit. Yeah, yeah. And you guys are be the ones that make fun yeah, of me. Fuck you. No, man. fuck that. Like yeah. that. Like I remember, like our band was like, we we're laughing, we're like these fucking snobby, yeah, these snobby college frat kids are like, we're like what the yeah. fuck? Yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. Sorry, that's my Scott impression. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds it sounds like a fucking R and B song. <laughs> sounds like the bed knocking. Sped up. It's an R. It's a shy song. Sped yeah. up on seventy eight instead of forty uh, instead of forty five. Yeah, Sorry. so I or mean, 33, 45 instead of 33. Yeah, I mean, like, but yeah, so I mean, I love this because, like, I'm getting a little buzzed. Yeah. Shout out, shout, hey, shout out to Tito's. Yeah, shout out to Tito's, our, 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 Bro, our, our future sponsor. Look, I know I'm only, you know, when there's six degrees of separation, like, like, the, yeah, the Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon? I'm, hey, two de- I'm two degrees from Tito, but it's like a hard two degrees. I'm trying to fucking get in. But Yo, he, shout out Tito's. I'm, I'm a, but the thing is with, the, with Tito, like he's like literally like a good dude. That's like a very humble, quiet dude. I'm trying to get. I've been trying to get him on the podcast so hard. Yeah, Tito, we need you, dog. He doesn't do interviews or anything, but like I, I'm only two degrees from Tito. I'm just trying to get. Yo, in don't there. make us head of Kevin Bacon. No, fuck. Because we, we no, no, we need Kevin Bacon to get the the. Because we'd be like, yo, everybody's trying to get to Kevin Bacon. We're trying to get to you, Tito. And we're, I'm we're, trying to get yeah. to Tito. I'm only two degrees from Tito, and it's a hard two degrees. It's like it's some shit. Like six degrees being from some motherfuckers is way easier than being two degrees from Tito. He's an anomaly. He doesn't. He's just like a cool, humble motherfucker. He doesn't care about anything. But that's cool. Which I, is I, even I hope, cooler. Which I hope is, someday you get him on the podcast. I'm like, trying, dude. I'm trying. Yeah, I mean, so like, I don't know where we're, we're going on now, but yeah, a lot of sports is the best chapter of my life. I love my guys. I love what we did. You know, I'm blessed to come in. The management thing came from Lost Words. Everything in my life came from Lost Words. Um, but also, that's that's why, like, you know, I mean, that's why, you know, during, you know, during the pandemic, that's why we started the world. I miss, I miss the, I miss that energy on stage. Like playing with Lost Words was the best times of my life, and. I missed that. I was just looking at this big wet spot. It's literally—I forgot there was ice here. That's what was melting. That's why I was like, "Yeah, put that." Ice I'm gonna up. take more ice. Yeah, put, take just because we don't need—we don't even melting ice all over your. No, con- I, hey, I all need- of your concrete floor at your at your shop. We don't want to dirty this concrete floor that yeah. has grease all over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, let's not dirty the concrete floor here at the shop. So um, yeah, so, so so what we got next? And so, you gotta, you gotta, so, you gotta, no, gotta, so you gotta leave this. You started to talk about. Uh, you started to talk about the world, like out of the ashes of a lost world. A lost, a lost, a lost, for, a lost for world. A lost for world is my is my pop punk band <laughs> that I'm gonna start. Me and Packer are gonna start. I fucking hope so. And we're just gonna do like really like weird Al covers of like a lost for words. <laughs> Yo, and, Weird Al, shout out Weird and, Al. Yeah, shout out, shout out to Weird Al. Um, fuck all these people that are trying to shout out Pee Wee Herman. If you don't recall, in 2006, that motherfucker was arrested with child porn. So yeah, fuck him, dude. Yeah, he's yeah. Like honestly, like the worst people in life are pedos. Yeah, only good pedo is a dead pedo. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, forgive me if I'm talking out of context. No, nah, fuck Pee Wee. Yo, fuck Pee Wee Herman. But if he was fucking, if he was caught with child porn, fuck him, dude. Like, why are you fucking? So- 
Yep. Yo, hey, hey, hey. As a pop punk dude, I'm, pop. I'm backing you fully oh, yeah, on yeah. this on, on this message, man. Like me in a loss for words. Fucking puck fuck. <laughs> The new fuck Pee Wee Herman, a Lost for Words t-shirt. Yeah. going to be coming out. Yo, Big Truth Podcast, a Lost for Words Yo, da- da- combo mashup shirt. Yo, damn straight. I mean, so where do we want, where do we want to go from here? I mean, we're here. We're you buzzing. talking about the world. So during the pandemic and the shutdown, um, you missed being on tour. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you were saying. And then uh, you were getting into a Lost for uh, to, to, uh, I, I, from I, a Lost for Words into the world. Sorry, we're both mixing fucking yeah. and I, I, Tito's in there. And I decided to get the glacier that brought down the Titanic is in my cup. Like, Tito's it's just, a, yeah. Tito's and Gatorade, a.k.a. the Even Steven. Yep. What a, also, shout out Even Steven. Even um, Steven, man. You, we won't have hangovers tomorrow. That's true. It's, we got the equation. But yeah, so the world started with, with me and Mr. Miyagi, a.k.a. Nick Molino. Um, but uh, a good friend of mine that I knew from shows back in the day. Um, one, of the, one of the, you know... Uh, an amazing songwriter. Um, basically, like, we, we we play Call of Duty all the time during COVID. There's nothing else to do. So we just fucking play Call of Duty. And I remember him asking me, he's like, yo, I'm going to fucking record a song today. Should I do so, it? So here's the best. Here's the best thing. For Christmas, Packer got me Call of Duty and a set of headphones. <laughs> and we were supposed to play Call of Duty. And you never we, played? We're, we're never on the same time. We don't get to play. But imagine me and Packer shit talking. Bunch of fucking retards on fucking Call of Duty. Yeah, I mean, we'd be like kicked off in like a literally like seven minutes. It'd be like foul shit. Set. Yeah, I, I gotta I gotta start playing again. Obviously, I, I I haven't brought so I go back and forth from Nashville, um, where I live now to 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 Boston, but I have my PlayStation like set up. I played one game and I never played again. Yeah, it's just there. I'm just like I'm depressed. I just want to take a nap. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I don't want to play video games right now. But yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's so so the world. Go back to the world. Um, yeah, so we started over over COVID. You know, me and Miyagi started it, and then uh, I hit up my boy G, who does like like samples and you know all that shit. Free G, by the way. Um, but so basically, I was like, yo, we want to do this like hip hop punk band like with a rapper. Like I said that he's like, I'm in. Like I don't know what you're talking about. And then you know, because basically like. We got Vane to do it. it just he was just like he was supposed to be. A, I'm just gonna dump this on the floor if that's okay yeah, right fine. now. Yeah, but basically like that's not the worst thing. That's Vane, been on the floor of the shop. Vane was Vane was actually just kind of my homie from San Antonio, and him and G had did a track together, and it was just so dope. Me and G at the same time were like, let's put this on the record. Like let's put this like this. This is like the thing that's missing. And the way that we did it, um, we had Ryan from Cool Hand playing drums. You know. Um, we didn't really have a guitar player at the time. We ended up getting Tyler from black, my heart to, to play with us. Um, but me, Nick really did it. Sent to G, G did all the samples and stuff in between. Um, you know, Ryan was a drummer, all that, but Vane brought a new element to, to the group. And the whole thing was like Wu-Tang style. We had guest vocals on each song. Like we were just like a mixtape and yeah, man, it was, it was awesome. And we just, it, it's been fun and it's been a cool thing to do. We just dropped our second record last week. Um, you know, and it's really cool. Like we even took it above and beyond. Now Vane is in the band on songs. We have two rap tracks. We have an all Latino Spanish rap track with Freddie Madball, uh, our, our, our boy Armando from Una Uno from Mexico City and Vane. And who in Massachusetts has ever had an all Spanish rap track? I mean, it's a Spanish hardcore track. Uh, you in Massachusetts, that's it. Yeah. And I don't even sing on it cause I can't speak Spanish. You know what I mean? Like, but I think the thing about the world and we're just like having fun with it, but we just want, I want more guest vocals that are bilingual. 
I want to have someone from Japan. I want to have someone, you know, from just different countries. Like that's, we're just having fun with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we're blessed to go on tour again. Like we did a little, a little run with, with Madball. Um, and we're blessed to go again with Death Water Sound and Madball, which is like, what? Yeah. To me, like, I'm just like, as a young kid, I'm like, would I ever think that a pop punk Maddie would go on tour with Madball and DBD? And we are. And but the world's a little different than. Oh, 100%. But I'm saying, like, me as a person, oh, okay. I'm like, as my love for hardcore and that, I'm just like, yo, I'm so blessed that I'm kind of living like a whole second chapter of my life. And, you know, we're just, we're just cool to, to have these opportunities. What's like the crux behind the world? Like, which, like, what makes, obviously, besides the sound and everything, like, what's, how do you approach it versus like how you approach like a loss for words as like the vocalist and writer and stuff like, yeah. I mean like, so the thing, the way I look at it and I think we kind of touched about this when, when we were at the cookout is that I've always had like, I'm fucking crazy. I don't know if I, I might have multiple personalities in my head, but not like in a bad way, but like just, I love so much shit. Why can't I be, why can't I do certain things and play into it instead of being like, oh, I'm just Maddie from Lost Words. I've always loved hardcore. I've always wanted to it, but I, I like I was. I've only been in two bands: Lost Words in the World. That's it. Mm. There's no other like, you know what I mean. So this was always something I wanted to do, but I just didn't do it. Do you get what I'm saying? And, and like so, till Color Me Bad needs a replacement, and then you step I'm in. Fucking right there. Yeah, I know. Until I know. Shy wants to get back together yeah, and have the white shy, boy, yeah, have yeah. the white boy like that, yeah. that, that, yo, I got some soul too. Like, yo, <laughs> we used to fucking cover your shit at shows back in, like, I, I got video shy. If you want to try out, a, if you want an audition tape. They know tape, you. They know you from when you were a kid. Well, yeah. They well, were giving well, you tapes. Well, that, well, the one dude knows me, but yeah, I'm yeah. saying like, the rest of the dudes. And he, dude, because I haven't seen him probably since I was in third or fourth grade. Like, yeah. like how funny, like this dude probably doesn't even know that I like, that changed my life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just funny, but. Yeah, man. So the world is just is great, man. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, we we've done some cool shows. It's fun. I get to play with my friends. We have a bunch of fill-ins because you never know who can't make it because of kids getting locked up or whatever. All this shit. So it's one thing to do a punk or hardcore band when you're like 18. That's like 25. It's another thing to do it when you're in your like 30s or 40s. Or I'm 39. 50s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. about to be 40. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just a whole just, different world, right? This is this is for a me. different world of responsibility. This is for me. This is and, yeah. this is for well, this is for us. Like we, yeah. you know. Like I, I live in Nashville, I have to fly out sometimes for a cool show or, yeah, yeah. you know, whatever. And we have to have feelings because people have adult, hey, my kid's got a fucking birthday. Like I, yeah, I, can't, I can't come. Do it. Yeah, yeah. So we have all these dudes like that, you know, help us that fill in for us and stuff. So yeah, man, that was just, yeah, it's just, it's just cool. So shout out the world, all my dudes. What's like some of the musical influences? Like, you know what I mean? Like what, like what? I mean, where, are you going, where are you going with it? I know it's got a hip hop element. Yeah. So, so we, we, like, we, we definitely like take it, like, obviously, like, just the whole structure of Wu Tang. Like, we're not a hip hop group, hip hop group, but I love the whole, we're like, we're multicultural. Uh, you know, the, the, there's dudes in our group that speak multi languages. And I think that's like a cool part of us. But our influences, obviously, I always love Blood for Blood, me personally. Mm. I think there's, you know, there's a couple little elements of that. A band called Cold World, when they came out, they kind of had like the hip hop cool, like, imagery, stuff like that. Like, uh, yeah, I, I, I seen that, you know, yeah, yeah. but yeah, like <laughs> we're everyone, everyone from Boston has <laughs> a blood for blood tattoo. It we're, we're over here. You guys don't see it. We're like, hey, yeah, where mine. is it? Boom, here's show, mine. Show he's, got, he's got a flag up. Yeah, like, yeah. we're just, yeah. I mean like that, that, that band, like, you know, yeah. it's a Bro, lot of like, crazy things. You don't even know, like their last European tour. I was out with them. It was so good. See, I didn't know that. That's sick. So good. So good. That's sick. I mean like, yeah. So like for me, it's just, yeah, I'm just living, I'm living. I, I feel like. I'm trying to do everything in my life. Like I, like I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a weird dude and whatever, like, 
as far as like, I just, there's so many different things that I want to do in this life. Cause I feel like people sometimes just stick to one thing and they don't fulfill what life to me, what life is about is just living. You, yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And like, for me, I lost words and doing the world and, you know, now like, you know, doing this whole book thing that I told you about, whatever, like, I just want to like, I just want to leave a staple. When I die, I want people to be like, there's something to be traced behind. I don't know if I'll ever have kids. It's not like, you know, a personal quest, but you know, my nieces and nephews and stuff, there's going to be a piece of me that moves on. And like, I hope they're like, Oh, that was my uncle Maddie. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that, like for me, it's just like leaving art in the world is great. And whether fucking, you know what I mean? I don't know that, that, that's, that's my thing. I'm just trying to do everything from, you know, just to like fulfill, you know, what's inside me. Yeah. Now, before we get to the, to the, to the book, let's talk about jail in Japan. Okay. We're, like, let's come back. We're, we're about that time. Well, hey guys. Okay. Yeah. Are we hour and a half in now? Yeah. yeah pretty much. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. hey, we're we're going to, since, you, since you're still listening, we're going to give you the bonus. Yeah. How the fuck did, like, how do you go to Japan? Jail in Japan. I mean, so, I mean, I'll start the backstory just like, yo, like I, I've been to Japan a bunch of times. Is this been, a loss for words? Uh, this is, this is when I was with Paris. Okay. Um, and I went out there early to go see some, see some homies and shit. And, you know, within the first 10 hours, I was at a, you know, a, a, a nightclub. I won't say, I can't say all these different things because of whatever, but like I, I, we was at a certain place. You were at a club. Yeah. I was at a club that we ever, like that. We used to go to all the time and kick it. And this is Tokyo or? Uh, this is Rapungi. Yeah, yeah, I was out there. And like, you know, so I was out there hanging out, having a good time, blah, blah, blah. And then I left this place. I was going to go back to the hotel. Me and a couple of friends were going to go back to my hotel and just party there. And me and my homie saw something that we didn't like. A guy was hitting a girl, whatever. Got into a little altercation. We were running. And Rapungi is a place where there's cameras everywhere and stuff. So it's a little different. All of Japan so, is where there's cameras. Yeah, yeah. So it's a little different than Boston when you just go get in a little fight and you run, you get in your car and you go home. You wake up, have anxiety the next day. No one calls you. You move on with life. Yeah, you give it you 24 hours yeah, 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 and yeah, then yeah. you're in the clear. You're in the clear. So um, basically we were running to my hotel, which is maybe a couple blocks away. And me and my, one of my friends, I won't say his name or whatever. And uh, we, you know, Six very peaceful, look like Japanese cops are coming towards us and we're running. So we kind of stop and start walking, you know, and it's fucking, it's, it's early in the morning. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, they stopped. My friend ran, but they stopped us. My friend darted, which I should have did too. I kind of was like, oh, I'll just talk to these people, whatever. Like we're good. I might've had a little bit of something in my pocket and, uh, yeah, a little bit of this. It could have been weed. Could have been something else. Whatever. Um, but to me, it was normal. Could have been smoke or something that rhymes with smoke. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or your favorite soda, if you don't like Pepsi. Um, but yeah, something, something in that field. But like, I remember being like, like you know, for me, it's like I don't know. It was just I, I guess I wasn't being the smartest me, yeah. and I should have just what, however, whatever. They found that, and then the next thing I go, I have handcuffs on me, and I'm, I'm on my way to... There's no tolerance in Japan. No, 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 there's no tolerance. Whether you had weed on you or, you know, the opposite Whatever. of Pepsi, yeah. like, it just, it's the same... Opposite of slow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, like, the, 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 thing, the thing is, is, like, it just happens so fast. You know what I'm saying? And, like, it is what it is. But, you know, when I went there, it was like, oh, this is really happening. I'm like, this is, this is, this is like, I'm in. Like, the, like... 
it was very it was very crazy like the the whole experience like you know I remember being like cuffed to a fucking like I was cuffed to a chair you know that was like like locked on the ground and then I had like a like a little seat like this but I was like cuffed to something that wasn't movable it might have been a radiator or something like that I, I don't remember what it was but I remember being like oh like they left and there was like the no clock in there nothing yeah. and it just and I was kind of getting hung over now and I just remember being like wow like and then eventually someone comes in and I'm so tired and drained. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Just fucking let me go to sleep or something. Like, and someone comes in and he starts like questioning me. Like, I'm, I'm like, I did in, like. In English? No, in Japanese. I'm like, I don't, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I, what? I, I yeah, don't speak yeah, like, what? Yeah. So eventually someone comes in and like, uh, I'm like, I need a fucking lawyer. Like, what the fuck? Like, like. I ain't, what the fuck are we, like, I ain't saying shit. What the fuck are we doing here? Yeah, yeah. And, you, you don't know, understand me. I don't understand time got Time goes by. I'm getting tired. I'm like, fucking not enough. No food. No nothing. Or like, a little bit of, little bit of water once in a while. Got to pee. They'll bring me up, you know, whatever. And then they tell me I have to go to the hospital to do a drug test and all that. It's just like, fucking, I'm just but, like. But they're also like, the more time they waste, the, the more is getting processed out of your system. You're like, all right, you're like, I just wait. Yeah. More water, please. Yeah, more water. water. Yeah, yeah. Go to the bathroom again. Yeah. But yeah. So basically, like, long story short, then the translator came and I'm whatever. not trying to give Japanese cops a fucking heads up on yeah. shit. Yeah, 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 but, you yeah. Know, yeah. I'm not telling you how to do your job. I'm just saying. Yeah. So, I mean, long story short is I ended up doing three months over there. Um, For what? Because of? Possession. Possession. Possession, yeah. And they try to get me, like, they try to say, like, they're, like, because they, they were trying to get me on, like, because I was only there for 10 hours. They're trying to get me on, like, did you bring it from America? I'm, like, you know, because they had to have a translator. But some guy would yell at me. Ah, bah, bah. You know, and then, then it would be, like, a nice, sweet lady. Um, He's asking you, and I'm, like, fucking talk. Give me the emotion that he did, because I'm a little pissed off. What, what is he fucking yelling at me? What, what is he, what is this guy saying to me? Like, you know, and she'd be, like, Oh, he asked, you know, like very yeah, sweet. Yeah. I'm like, come no, on, no, sweet no. lady. I want to like know, like, tell me the way he's saying it so I know how yeah. serious is this fucking. Give me the verbatim yeah, translation, yeah, yeah. not so, the, not your. Yeah, like your sweet, like, like you're like my grandmother. And I want to hug you yeah, because yeah, she's yeah. like, she's her eyes are watering because <laughs> yeah, she yeah. knows this isn't like a good situation for me, or whatever. But you know, whatever, da da da. And um, so I ended up like, you know, so when you go in there, like, they were like, yo, um, like. It just, it just, it, it was crazy. But basically I kept my mouth shut, kept going to things and just kind of, you know, do my thing. And I, so I had to go, I did 44 days in jail and then I did 44 days in solitary confinement in prison over why, there. Why solitary? Well, because I wasn't a convicted felon yet. I was going to, I was waiting trial. So they can't put me in gen pop because I'm a, I'm a, a non-Japanese, like I'm a, I'm, I'm not convicted. Mm. So, so I can't get bailed out. So that must be the worst. What? Solitary. There's a story. I forget the dude's name. The guy that worked for the car company from Armenia or like whatever. There's a fucking story. He was one of the only people to ever get bailed out. And the special forces from the country that he was in came and rescued him, put him in a fucking uh, guitar box. I'll find this to send it to you. And they, they actually put him on a private plane and got him away. He's in a, Japan? Yeah. They don't let people cut out. Like They don't let you get bailed out. And that's he paid like millions of dollars to get out. Mm. And he snuck out of the country, never to return to Japan again. <laughs> Just yeah. like you, you can't go back either. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So, like, long story short, you know, like there's there's lots of stories. Obviously, I'm writing a book about it, so I don't give all the all the details away. But, no, like, but it was a it was it was crazy, man. It was like it like it it changed things in my life. It made me have to deal with certain demons. So 44 or 45 40, days 44 so? days in jail, 44 days in solitary confinement, which you can you know. 
As yeah, ADD, yeah, yeah. dude, you must have went fucking ape shit, bananas, dude. I can't even like, I can't dude, even no, describe. No, so like right now, it's like don't even gloss over that. Let's talk about that. I paced in circles for hours and hours a day, like. So did you get out at all? Like, did they give you like an hour outside or anything? No, nah, none of that. Like so, out here, they give you like an yeah, hour none, 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 none of that. And that, that's like the weird thing is so like. When I was in jail, you know, at first, like I, I was two weeks alone in the cell at the beginning, you know, and then like, you know, I have other stories that like, I don't want to focus on that. I want to focus more on the, men the mental stuff of yes, it yeah, than, the, than the, 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 the street stuff of it. Cause like, that's a whole different thing. I think this, I'd like to go more into the mental side of things and just like the, tell all the, the stories, you know what I'm saying? Like more mentally, I'd rather talk about the mental part of it, but it was lonely. It was very, very lonely because the first two weeks I was by myself, but then once they realized I was like, you know, not a threat, they put me in with three other dudes and, and it was rotating. It's jail. People are coming and going, you know, and I have to stay cause I'm waiting my trial. But some people like get arrested, boom, they're out the next day. You know how it is. It's just, it's just whatever. It's jail, not prison. People get the, people get that very confused. Like, you know, people that don't know. Yeah. They think jail and prison are the same thing. No jail is like, you could be in there for a day. You could be in there for fucking 30. Like it just, there's all different circumstances. Yeah. Prisons, prison, like that's a whole different. Everyone's there for a certain reason. For a certain amount. reason. Yeah, yeah. And then for a reason, like either you, or you're waiting trial and you can't get bailed out. Yeah. Or whatever. Jail but, is, you're in there for, like you said, or you're in there just because you're drunk and you're going to yeah. cry out the next or, day. Or, or yeah, or you're like, you get bailed out or yeah, you get away yeah. for the money, like whatever. But so. What was their language <clears throat> barrier with you and the other. Man, so I'll tell you, like some people was like, oh, did you learn Japanese? No, because no one really spoke English. I had a prison guard that like um, spoke a little bit of English and like you can tell he kind of fell for me and I like like and like he spoke pretty good at English and I think it was cool for him to try to talk to me and practice. Yeah. And I, he kind of was he's really cool. He's a really nice guy. And like even like when, you know, he, you know, like would let me give letters to my, you know, that like I shouldn't have to my lawyer just like to give to my parents cuz he can only write one letter, you know, a week when you were in there, but I was like, cause they caught him and he gave him back to me. He said, ma, maybe give to lawyer. Like kind of just like, I don't know what these are. Like keep those in your thing. You can't send all these. But he said, maybe give to lawyer. And I was like, yeah, cool. Yeah. And I did. I gave him all to my lawyer, you know, 50 letters. Cause all I, I was in there yeah, writing, yeah. writing. I'm like, Oh, Hey, what's up dude? Fucking. Cause that cancer kept my, my brain straight was just trying to talk to my outside. We're all oh, shit. I was fucking this guy. Oh, hey, what's up, man? Like, yo, I'm fucking, I'm in this little thing, you know, whatever. You know, hope you're doing well. How's the kids? You know, like that just gave, and like, I would, oh, who's the one right next? Boom, right, that person. And that's what kept me going. But then when I was like when I, in jail, when I was with other people, I felt like their spirit, like, it's hard to explain. And I hope it don't sound like a, like, it, it's, it's hard to explain. But I think no, no, anybody. Because it's, it's one thing being. We started in talking jail. with our hands and gestures and yeah. little words. Like it's there one was thing way. Being in jail in we were America, communicating. We were communicating. But in, in Japan, where English isn't really. Yeah, as dude, prominent. like only, only one of the only one, like only one of these homies, like he was a fucking, you know, a real one out there. You know what I mean? He was cool. He was like my age. Like he spoke a little bit of English. He was the best seller that I had, like when I was in jail. Cause like we were together and only like, you know, one guy kind of pushed on me. For a second, that was only like whatever, a couple of things. But he was like, I don't know what he said, but that fool looked. He made this junkie dude, fucking look in the corner of the shit. Like, cause that's all I know. He was very firm, cause that dude was trying to pull up my AC and push my. Cause I was there first, and I had the AC blasting on me. Yeah. And like people, don't, people think this is the little things, man. It's the I was there first, and this is my spot. Sorry, homie, you're over there. But he kept trying to push to get the AC. You know what I mean? 
Like, sorry, dude. Like, I've been fucking, I've been, this has been I'm my, here. I'm going to be, I was here before you. I'm going to be here, here after you. Yeah. So, so like, but that, but, that, but that homie, you know, and like, I respect him. Like, he had my back because we were just like joking. Well, he's like, oh, baseball? You like baseball? And I'm like, yeah. Like, we just talk about little things, little words that he had. And we had, you had to take three books a day and we would show each other like our pictures. Like, you know, just, just having someone there felt good. Like, we eat, when you eat food, Oh, I don't like you'd be like, I don't like you want. Oh yeah, I'll eat your fucking, you know, like that weird thing. Squid or whatever yeah, the fuck. Yeah, it yeah, was, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, and, and like I'd be like, You want this? Oh, you we trade. Like just like things that just like make you feel like a human. Yeah. I like chair we'd chairs every day. I, like our little our little cell, we'd we'd have like dinner like we were fucking having like a gourmet like we'd treat it Every night we, you know, because no matter because when jail everybody's going to What was Japanese prison food like? Cause it was I, awesome. Japanese prison food, not jail food. Jail food was trash. Yeah, yeah. Japanese prison food. I was getting big fishes. I was getting big ramen bowls. Shout out Japanese prison food. All the inmates in there are really cooking well. What's the jail food like, though? Bro. <laughs> like lukewarm fish. Like, yo, so I, I, so like, obviously, like my friends, shout out all my friends that helped me when I was there, but my, like, you know, like my books were always filled no matter where I went, like, you know, when I was in there or whatever, but I could, I just bought chicken nuggets for lunch every day, every day I just, because. Oh, they had chicken nuggets. Yeah, man. Kind and like, yo, I, I, yo, and I'm more cultured than chicken nuggets. I'm not, I'm not a chicken nugget motherfucker, no, but, but yo, the food was so bad in there. Yeah. Bro. I was just like, give me chicken nuggets every day. Like I like take all my money and just give me fucking chicken nuggets, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would dip it in teriyaki. I mean, sorry. Um, fucking soy sauce. And then I break it up and put it in my rice, and I like that was my, that was my, and and it, you know it could have been worse. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, yeah, it was worse because if I ate what they've given for free, psh, whatever. It was like, yeah, it just. But prison food was awesome. Seriously, it was like, it it made me happy, and like the 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 food and snacks I had there, made me happy. Like like and and, and like also I had visitors because I I'm like, Japanese hardcore had my back. Shout out Japanese hardcore. Yo, Bones and, and fucking I, fucking who had my back hard, Mizuki, Ice Grills, you know, fucking Loyal to the Grave, Tame, like all the, all these different dudes, you know, nerds, all these different dudes. But like I had, I had people visiting me all the time, checking in on me, giving me books, um, you know, at first and whatever, like. Were there English books? Books in English? So I was so, so this is funny. This is, this is actually funny. So. I read Catching the Rye for the first time. And the funny thing about that was, I'm like, they used to make us write book reports on that shit. Remember that? back? We all had to read Catching yeah, yeah. the Rye. I didn't fucking read that shit. We have ADD. I read the back of the thing and was like, all right, this is what the book's about. <laughs> Asked a couple friends. Hey, what, what, you know, and wrote the fucking, but when I was in there, I read Catching the Rye for the first time. Don't remember what it was like because it, it, it's been so long, but I remember being like, after just laughing at me, I'm like, I finally read since third grade, they've been trying to get, push on me this yeah, book yeah, yeah. and I finally read it. But there was also Disney books. Like the little... And I love Disney. I don't know, like, I don't know if you know about this. Like, I got a Mickey Mouse tattoo, sword in the stone sleeve. Like, I'm a huge Disney fan. I mean, Disney, pop punk, it all goes together. It's cool. I get it. <laughs> I would expect nothing less. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, but the thing was, is like, they had like a Jungle Book one, a Peter Pan one. Like, and I'm talking about like the third grade reading books. Yeah, yeah. Like hardcover, 30 pages. Like with the with the with the gold foil uh, binding. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. I know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So like that I was re like, so it actually like gave me a peace of mind a little bit. I was like, oh, like fucking Disney books are here. Like I can fucking find peace in this. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So I, I would like, you know, I would grab, I think they only had three. I think it was like Lion King. 
It was like Jungle Book and Peter Pan, and I would just you know. Until they, gave me, until they gave me books, I was just reading those things over and over again. 30 pages, I could read that shit. Like, I'm not that I'm a good reader, <laughs> you know? But, like, yeah, so that's what I, what I did. But, but you were a better re reader when you left. Yeah, and I want to start reading again. That's the thing is, life goes so fast out here. Yeah. Like, and, and when I was sitting there alone, and, and prison was worse because I was solitary. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was, that was difficult because, and you have to sit down Indian style, and there's, like, different rules. This isn't fucking, this isn't, like, this isn't. They're very strict in this, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I remember just being very lonely and like, I would basically my journals, which I need to get back. Uh, my ex-girlfriend has them still and I still got to get those. So I'm gonna, that's a big part of my book because it's basically just one like run and set every day. I just like talk to myself. Oh man, I wonder, I wonder how this guy's doing. I hope my mom's okay. Like I would just talk to myself, but paper, but it would just get me lost. I, I wasn't there mm. somewhere else. And then, you know, that's when I started writing my book in there and, you know, different things and, Started writing like little short stories and I was having fun with it. Like it just, bro, you have to keep your mind straight. And then, then I was in ICE detention center and that was fun. You were in what? When I went to like the ICE detention center there, yeah. everything's getting released, you know, cause basically what happened is like, so I overstayed my 30 days. So now they're going to get to rearrest me and deport me. <laughs> so yeah, when yeah. I was getting out, I'm like, oh, I'm going out. And they're like, no, no, you're not out yet. Like what? What's up now? They're like, well, now you got to go to this facility because you've overstayed your passport. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I've only overstayed my passport because, because you guys got, have detained yeah. me for yeah. So like, so then I'm like, so then I'm in ICE detention center for over for violating my visa, yeah, and overstaying my welcome. So then I was I did nine days there, but that it was just it was way different. It was it was it was you know overnight you had to sleep you know get locked in at nine at night wake up at six. Boom, gates are open, fucking go hang with your friends, have breakfast, fucking someone was cutting hair, showers, you can play soccer outside, like it just, chess boards, you could get, like it was, now I'm doing things. Yeah. And there's different people that some people speak English, you know, you have, but no Japanese people anymore. Now it's all just like different, you know, ethnicities. Sure. There's a little bit of fun, you know, stuff when it comes to that, but you know, it's only nine days. You basically just have to book your flight and whatever, but you know. You could order anything from Seven Eleven. Like they had like sheets, and they would come on, on like Tuesdays and Thursdays, and you could just anything you wanted. I, I have you know had all the spices, all the ramens, like yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Like so that was, and I'm going. I'm, everybody's going home. Everybody's happy. Everybody's like so the vibes are just like yeah. No one's trying to cause trouble. Yeah. or stay longer or anything. It was just like yeah, yeah. This so, is it. The yeah, every, every, yeah. So like, cause I remember like walking in. I haven't seen. I haven't like talked to the dude. I I remember what it was like. You know, and I just like walked in. I was like, what's up? What's up, everybody? I'm like, what's up? But I met, like, I just walked in because I'm like, I'm like, I don't know how to fucking act around people. I don't want to be the guy that just walks in and be like, so I was like, what's up? What's up? Like, you know, I was like shaking hands with people. And I remember like, people like, yo, like, you know, the couple of the Russian guys were like, oh, good energy. <laughs> I'm like, like, yeah, man, like, yo, what's like, because I'm kind of like scared. Also, kind of just like, you know, just, but I'm like, I, w I wanted to shake everybody's hand, like, look them in the eye and whatever. And then I'm like, oh, they're like, this. I get it. Everybody's going home. Like there's no, but I was all like, I haven't talked to someone. I haven't talked to someone in 40. Like I get to talk to somebody. Yeah. 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 Like I see, like I'm with people. I just was alone for fucking 44 days. My brain's racing and I, I don't like, I'm excited. You know, I'm like, boom. I like, you know, it was cool. And then I was just, you know, it just, it just that, you know, and then get home and just all of a sudden my mom and, and stepfather are just waiting for me in a car and like, we love you kid. You know, like mm. we just go home fucking have some tacos, go to sleep. And I'm like, holy shit, that was, that wasn't, you know, like my mom's like, you know, give me the big high love my mom. You know what I mean? She's like, I just worry you were never going to come back. You know what I mean? And I'm like, damn, like 
that was real, but I'm back. Like I just flew into Logan, like nothing ever happened. You know what I'm saying? Like I just was back and I'm like, whoa, that was cra like, it's just crazy. Yeah. So I would be remiss if I didn't bring this up. And I know you want, you wanted to go more into the mental aspects of things, but was there any fucking weird fucking shit? Like you being an American stuck in this Japanese jail when they, when you got out of solitary and were in with other dudes, were dudes trying to press up or like, was it weird or was there like, or were people just like, what the fuck are you doing here? So let's go, let's go to the beginning. Let's go to jail. Yeah. Okay. So you shower, like you shower once a week. Basically every five once days. Once a week? Well, yeah. You, you only get a shower once after. You, 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 you shower once every five days. Okay. Damn. So my first shower, Yakuza is there, obviously. Yeah. Strong presence. And you're all tattooed Stair country. Up. You're all, all tattooed. tattooed. I didn't have this stuff. Yeah. Might have been looked on a little differently in there. I have my whole back is all done Japanese style. My whole side's on Japanese style. Tattoos in a lot of places mean a lot more than just American sure. culture. Like, no, oh, I got a I, bunch of fucking. I remember when I was in Japan, there was a lot of restaurants and shit that had. Wouldn't allow you, they probably wouldn't let you in. They wouldn't let you in. They, they literally had a picture of like a body sleeve with a with the red cross through it. Like, yep. no, oh, you, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. allowed in here yeah, with tattoos. Yeah, yeah. But this was 2005. Yeah. And it's getting better, obviously, now. I mean, like, whatever. But the, yeah, it's, it's very like that. So the only story that was really crazy, well, there's a couple of. Yeah. So this story specifically, it kind of shows my personality and I don't give a fuck who you are or whatever. So I was in there and uh, showering and, and I remember, you know, I'm butt naked showering my first shower, warm water hit my body. Yeah. I'm Feels just like, good. Yeah, like, fuck yeah, dude. So there's a dude in the fucking, they, they have baths there, like Japanese baths. So it's like warm water and you, it's kind of like a hot tub, you know what I'm saying? And you kind of just put water over your head and like whatever. I didn't. My second time I did it, not the first time, because that's their place. They were yeah, just yeah. fucking hogging that shit. You mean? But I remember like they came. I felt them coming to me like, oh fuck, here we go. This is this is like you know, this is my this is my first time because I was in I was in. So your first time ever in jail in general. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. So yep. your first time ever detained is in fucking Japan, where you can't really speak to anybody. Yeah, so it's fucking a little weird, right? Mm -hmm. So they come to me. And like, I don't give a fuck how anybody feels about this. this is a true story. And the, the, you know, I'm not lying just because of the story. Come up on me and the guy's like, you know, what organization are you? And I'm like, me? I was like, no, nah, no. What? And I literally like, I was just like, fuck it. I was like, yo, Mickey Mouse. He looked at me and started cracking up laughing, but not in a way that I felt like I made him laugh. Like he, <laughs> he was like, he thought, he's like, you're crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was just like, what the fuck did this dude just say? And I remember he yelled something and like every, I heard people laughing, yeah. but I it wasn't like, I, I, if I can, it's hard to, it wasn't laughing at me. You know what I'm saying? I, I when, you, when you're in, when you're in, when you have to learn with your senses and everything, you can tell if someone's laughing at you, whether yeah. language barrier, like he was like, and I heard laughing. He's like, okay, you cool. No problem. And then they just went back to the shower places and I shower and I go, holy fuck, man. Yeah, yeah, you did the right thing. Holy fuck, man. Like, like what else would I have said? Yeah. Like, what am I going to do? Be like, buck up to him? That's not, that's not me. You know but what I'm saying? But it's also the dumb thing to do yeah. when you're the oh, foreigner. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They would have fucked my ass. Like, they would have, like, not fucked my ass. They would have fucked my ass up. Or maybe, I don't know what yeah, the fuck they were trying yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yo, that's, that's the need. I you don't might know. Have, I, you might <laughs> be able to take the up off the end yeah. of that sentence. <laughs> yeah. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, but the thing was, is like, 
I just, I was like, I felt relieved. I felt relieved right then. And like, I'm telling you my stress up to that point, like I was picking off my eyebrows and putting them on the wall to see how many days. Cause I was like, cause there was no, there was no way for me to tell what day it was. And I was like, I don't want to lose track. So I had like up above, I, I like what I would pull my eyebrows off and every day I'd put it on. Actually, I think I had 18 eyebrows before I got my journals because I had to like get order them and all that stuff. But I had like, I remember having 18 hours because I didn't want to lose track of how many days. Yeah. But like long story short, I felt different though then. Like after that, after that happened, there was a, everybody, because I was bowing every day and no one was bowing back to me at first. Mm. And that was like very. Unsettling. Yeah. Because I'm like, man, I just like, I know I'm in Japan. I've been here. I, I, at that point, I've been there nine times. I'm like, if I just, if I just keep bowing, hopefully someone knows I'm just being respectful because there are countries on based on respect and honor and like a way that I, I, I love and respect so much after that, that dude. And then everybody started bowing to me and I was like, Whoo. and every morning, like I just, I, I, you know, I just had to wake up and be like stoked to like, cause man, like when you're like, you know, I'm just like, I loved energy. There's someone fucking acknowledged me. Like yeah, my yeah, existence yeah. was, you know, so like that, all that was happening. And then it was, it was like, it's a different day. Brush my teeth. People would like, you know, wave to me and shit. You know what I mean? Cause you, you come out and they'd have different people at different times. You know, at night you take your, you know, you get your blankets out of the little storage unit, whatever. And I was like, cool. Like people, people but thought before people, that you were uh, yeah, not no, human even. Like, yeah, people yeah. weren't even looking at you. And then I actually, when, when they saw the CEOs, whatever, cause I think they were testing me. I was in a cell by myself at first. I don't know what the politics are, but Yakuza is really big. And maybe they said, the, I don't fucking know. But after the shower, the next week, I got moved into other people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a you know coincidentally, Co just yeah. The and I was the only one in a cell by myself. Yeah. Everybody else had fucking. You know what I'm saying? Well, they probably didn't know what to fucking make of you because they're like, "Who the fuck is this white dude <laughs> with all these tattoos? Some of which are Japanese fucking mm -hmm. style." Like, yeah, who and, are you? Yeah, like they, yes, you were throwing them for a loop, probably. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. So like, uh, yeah. So then, yeah. Once I got in with the uh, like other dudes, and obviously people rotate, whatever. But you know. Cause yo, you'd go to like, you go to like, um, you go to questioning, stuff like that. So you'd be like wrapped up and like with all these other people and you go to, cause like when you're in jail, you're going to, you're going to questioning. They're like, they're basically like, you know, no lawyers there or anything, you know? And I'd have to just be like, I don't know what, is, what happened here? I don't know. Like, and I just sit there, but you have to wait to get in there for your thing. Like, so you, you, you go with a bunch of people that are, that are waiting and yeah, getting yeah, questioned yeah. too. go on the bus and you're shaking. No, look like you're like, you like, look at like, it's fucking strict. Like you guys are like, look forward. They fucking, you know, like they're, it's fucking crazy. Like then you go in this room, you have to fucking sit there and not talk to anybody. And you're just like, it's like in a school room in the classes that you're all separated and you're just sitting there waiting to get called. And they give you like a fucking shitty sandwich. And then, you know what I'm saying? And then you get back on the, but then when you get back, everybody's like, oh, like everybody's like, okay, okay. Like everybody, when I, no matter who it is, you come in and everybody's like, you know, everybody's standing up, look like, like, you know what I mean? Like. Everybody like would be to me like, and I'm like, yo, like today was a good, like, you know, it's okay. Some days I'd be like, you know, I'm not feeling good right now. And people, would be, you know, dudes I'd eat dinner with like, it's okay. You know, weird things. Cause like they couldn't talk to me. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. couldn't talk, but I loved like the emotional support. They're like, you know, cause there's mannerisms like thumbs up. Yeah. Thumbs down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's just, it's just like, it, it was, it was crazy. Mm. But that's my that's my overall story of, of that. I mean, there's 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 lots, and like I said, I, I in the book that I'm gonna you know put out hopefully by next summer. Like, there's gonna be a lot of a lot of crazy, you know. Sure, yeah, more yeah. in depth, stuff. more in depth, yeah, yeah. Give a little wetter here. Yeah, yeah. So you got some good yakuza connects now. 
<laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly, if my friends go to Japan, I can link them with, with cool <laughs> homies that are cool. So, um, all right. why don't we take a piss break right here? I'm down. All right. <laughs> yeah, all right. An hour has passed. A couple drinks have happened, and we're back, and we pissed. So we're good to go and talk about the fucking book. The uh, We wrapped up. There's no more Yakuza prison stories, right? No, no, yeah. I mean, in the book, there will be some more of those, but, right, you know. Yeah, you got to leave some f- titillation for the for the readers like yeah give some can't tell them all on the on yeah the i can't yeah and and honestly like like once again like and i'm glad we had that piss break because i was holding that shit for a while me too and um yo thank you so much for having me on i appreciate oh, fuck it yeah dude no, thanks for and this is like the grand this is, this is this is like the grand finale you know what i'm saying so okay. like you know for me um you know so the book is called just at the boss and we kind of touched on it earlier and it kind of goes into like that that was the first time i ever talked about that in, in depth what? The, the Japanese shit, right? Okay, so yeah. it's the first time I ever talked about that shit in depth. And I like, you know, that's why I don't get to do this shit often. And it feels like it, it's cool. It's it's therapeutic to... Cathartic? Yeah, cathartic. Therapeutic. I know words. Yeah. <laughs> I actually don't know some words. I, like, I'm more of like a fucking... Whatever, but I, yo, I'm, I'm fucking around. Yeah, it, so it, it was awesome, and um, yeah, I'm so, drunker than when than when we pause. Yeah, like yeah, me too, man. Yeah, I know, I know. Me, me too, man. Like I yo, know, we, that fox, yo, hey, that, hey, that fox is still looking at me, man. I yo, literally, I might, yo, I might have to jump that. Hey, that fox is behind you that you're raffling off. Whatever the fuck's going on, someone would get that thing because yo, that dude's been looking at me. You know when there's someone at the bar and he's looking at you cross-eyed. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yo, what's this, what is it? Yo, what's fox want to do? Like what is is he is is he gonna jump me when I go to my car? That motherfucker's ready. He's dude. probably been sitting there for a long time and he ain't moving. I know. Yeah, but yeah. So so to to to, to get back at it and be you know be real. Um, no, so the, the, a book is a major undertaking. So it's a, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, I remember I was on a flight and I was kind of texting you about it a little bit. I forget what it was because. So for me, like yo, doing a loss for words, doing the world, taking different things off my checklist that I've wanted to do, and then a book. I, I it just. My friend had an idea. My shout out Ross Wilson. I have a call with him tomorrow. My friend from from Scotland. Uh, he's from Glasgow, Scotland, and and we are old school friends. He has three published books, and they're like you know, um, you know, kind of like Lord of the Rings esque, you know, kind of books. You know, and I'll shut him out in the you know Instagram whatever about, about this too. Like you know, always support him. But yeah, so he's giving me help because I I, I saw like fantasy books. Like yeah, like like Lord of the Rings. Like um, you know, like. Yeah, he like yeah, cool cool ass shit. He's a really good he's fantasy a, world. He's a really he's a really good really good writer. Okay, and cool. um, he gets me. I've known him for since you know, he doesn't drink anymore. He has a family now, but I've known him since we were both fucking full blown. You know, I don't you know whatever. You know what I'm saying? But we 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 like we're still friends, and I'm I'm blessed to write this book. So so basically, the whole purpose of the book is what is it to be a man. And like, that's kind of the whole thing. Like the whole prefix is like me talking to rip my eyebrows off and, and counting the days down and all this shit. And I'm just like, yo, I'm still, it's like me and my insecurities, you know, figuring out my shit as I, as I go. So the whole thing about the book is to kind of tell people it's okay that we're all fucking different. You know what I'm saying? Like every, everybody's different, but like, I'm so blessed to go through these, these, like these, you know, journeys and all this shit that, that we go through whatever. But you know, the book is kind of like, it's not about just Japanese prison. Like, I'm not trying to fantasize about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like some people are like, yo, fucking, I got wrapped up in the shit. Surface, like, that's surface. Yeah, it's just like, yo, like, this happened. It's, it's, it's real happen. fucking life. It's one thing that happened in a whole lifetime of occurrences. 100%. And I learned from it. 
and learned in a different way. Do I still get in trouble? Yeah, I haven't like, have I changed? Nah, actually, I haven't changed one bit. You know what I mean? Maybe smarter, yeah. <laughs> Maybe do, a little, do I have a little bit street, do I have a little more street smarts. Yeah, Japanese street smarts. Yes. Yeah. And I can bring, I can provide that. Does that, does that, does it, does that come into equation in American culture? I don't really know. Probably not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, so the thing is, you know, about the book is, is really just about, you know, kind of. But if you ever go to jail in Japan again, you're fucking screwed. Yeah, hit me up. I got a couple guys. You mean? <laughs> I got a couple guys. You mean? No, actually you can't even go to Japan again. No. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm. Persona non grata. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in maxed, the land of the I'm rising out, sun. But I, I, yeah, I had I had a great time out there. Shout out Japan. Japanese hardcore is one of the best. Blood Axe Festival, Ice Grills. You know all that shit. I already did that. But um, yeah. So so the book it should be up by next summer. Um, and I'm gonna like you know my my whole vision of it is uh is I wanna release pictures of me over the years, you know with the lost words, you know Polaroid pictures and fucking you know also. You know, like with the, the disposable film stuff. Like, I have shit when I was younger. Me, like, when I used to wrap up bees and, like, leash them around and bring them to school. I used to have bees. I used to go to school with bees and, like, walk. You know what I mean? Back when Jackass and stuff was doing that yeah, shit. Yeah, like, yeah, funny yeah. stuff. But uh, it's, it kind of shows my, like, the evolution of, of me. Yeah. And then um, I'm going to include, like, my journals that are just, like, big one big run-on sentence. Because when I had no one to talk to, like I told you. Cause we kind of talked about other shit when, you know, yeah, yeah. I feel like we talk about all the fucking X-rated shit when, you know, when we're out of it, but either way. Keep saying X-ray, we're not talking about pornos or something. Like, no, but I'm saying like, yo, let's just like. We're talking about shit that would have to be um, redacted somewhat in, uh, t in, out in the general public. Like there'd be a lot of black lines through sentences. hundred percent. That's exactly. Get, yeah. See, truth is good at like, un like relaying my message into the into the the truth the, the big truth podcast because when you say triple x everyone's gonna think we just talked about porn stories i just said x x-rated i didn't say triple uh, well but it's, yeah, it's the same Whatever, thing the i same guess thing. yeah you're talking about things that couldn't be understood some class by of classified materials that's what you're talking about so some things would have to be blacked out yeah in the if if you had a page of stuff there'd be like 10 lines that were blacked out 100 percent. i get it so yeah, so like, I mean, I'm in like, the world of conspiracy as well, so I get it. Yeah, I'm just kidding. It, 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 it just like so I guess like I'm just stoked to like talk about my, you know, because I kind of you know like I said back to what I said like positivity and all that shit. That's what makes me happy is my friends being happy. I was wondering why you were in Scotland because you were talking about being out in Scotland when you were doing the book stuff. Now it makes sense because you were boys with an author. He's probably yeah. kind of coaching you a little. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, he's helping me. So like I tell him my stories. And he helps me put him in better words that I could put in myself. Sure. You, you know what I'm saying? So, and, and we're working on it together. And, you know, so I'm stoked to have the whole thing. I'll have my prison journals in there. I'll have pictures over the years from, you know, Lost for Words into the Paris and to set it off into the management thing, you know, into the world. Um, so so that'll be cool. And then also, you know, I, I, I have many ideas. I want to do acoustic album, you know, with, the, with me and Mike here going to do a little thing that's based on the book. Um, I actually plan on peddling the book in different cities. I, I miss traveling. And I, I like, who, when's the last time you've seen someone fucking pedal books at a train stop or something like that? Yeah. yeah. So I, I do want to do a little tour and I like that. That's something I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll work so on later bring on. a bag of books out with you and yeah. pedal them. Mm -hmm. Okay, man. Yeah. I like it like that. That's like, like it's something that I, I feel, I think these young kids are missing. Not only is there, when's the last time you saw someone peddling a book? When's the last time people fucking bought a book? Not me. I bought a book last week, but 
I'm, and I'm not saying that as a badge of honor. I'm just a fucking retard. Yeah. In, this, in this modern world, I still like to hold things and fucking look at them and see pictures in the book and hold the fucking yeah. thing. Yeah, but like, but, but like, it's way easier to read a book than to fucking look at something on the. the but yeah, but I, but I'll, I'll do a book release at the Dipper Cafe. You okay. know what I mean? Like. You know what I'm saying? And then like you got to read from it. Read. No, because I can't fucking read. You can't put me in the spot like that. Like you know what I mean? Like, nah, dude, that's what that's what book releases out, bro. You yeah. Do well, but no, but I'll talk. I'll, I'll talk about the book. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever. I'll I'll, I'll read. I'll yeah, read I'll, I'll read like the first five sentences. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. Um, but yeah, so like the the whole thing is like I, I want to go back into the old school things and like I want to travel the world again. Use all my relationships. Go back to different countries. Obviously, I can't get back into Japan, and also Russia was a place I I toured. You, you know, can't go to Russia. We can't go to Russia. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just <laughs> no, 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 okay. No, no you're I like, get, you're like, I all get. right. Tell me about this. No, I, I thought you meant like you specifically. No, 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 yeah, no. I no, get just, that. There's yeah, like, but but there's things like, but I, but I want to go the, like, those places. Russia and Japan. I have some like craziest fucking stories. Yeah. Russia, Vladimir, Plan B booking. Yo, shut up, Vladimir, because I, I I met him through Packer. Yeah. He's fucking crazy. He used to take shots through his fucking eyeballs and shit. You know what I mean? Like, and there's a lot of crazy shit going on, but people also got to open their minds up. That not everybody thinks the same way about everything for every country and their politics and all that shit. And then people get too wrapped up in that stuff. So like there's punk the, rock. The, punk rock brings people together. The problem is, is exactly what you're saying. Like, there's all this fucking bullshit divide based on people who have economic interests in different countries, but at the street level, like at the punk rock level, yep. everybody's on the same page or like, a little different. Like you could go to Moscow right now and play a show and it'd be fucking cool. And motherfuckers would show up and there'd be no issues. hundred percent. Getting in and out of fucking Russia would be a different story. hundred percent. But you know, at the ground level, like doing a lost for words or the world show in Russia wouldn't be a fucking issue. No. With the kids on the fucking yeah, street. Yeah, yeah. Because like, everyone's kind of on the same page. We're on the same page. We know our country. We're just our all country, getting our, fucked by yeah, the, the government. people in charge of yeah, the countries. Bro. And like, then they give us a, like, a, like, a, like, a, like a, a profile or a persona. But like, man, like not everybody has the same views. The thing about right bro, now. You that, know what I can tell you? Like, and this is just because we're on that topic and I don't get it. I just bought a quote unquote in quotes Canadian unlocked cable tv box it's literally got like eleven thousand channels but it's got the news from every fucking country oh, i love what can, can how can i get the unlocked we will talk offline about that okay and i'm not saying i have it and i have it hooked up to my tv at my house or anything just for my yeah you're just saying you know you i know. just you know i may or may not have one or i may or may not know one exists but when you watch the news in different places and the perception the perception but also the narrative changes very greatly and then if you take it all and then kind of add it all up and look look at the common denominator between it all you see the real story you know what i mean it's fucking bananas dude. yo it is and, yo, and, that, and, and then you see how corrupt our fucking media is yo truth absolutely like so i hope yo I'm, and let, let's we'll, we'll figure out we'll talk after this podcast and we'll tell people if you want to fast forward to a certain more, more rated x stuff no i, I, I want to go down i want to go down and yeah. tell people what what each each fucking thing of this podcast i want i want to take them to different elements and hey if you want to fast forward to this like whatever and all, all that stuff like yo i, I want to make sure that people people realize you know what i mean like the, like the, 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 there's so much there's so much shit that's going on out here in the world that they need to open their fucking eyes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, things are not, things are not, I don't know. 
whatever. Like, yo, we're gonna do. I'm gonna do something different for 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 you. Like, on, like on some like management marketing shit. We're gonna. I'm gonna break down. We're gonna go through the minutes and say what we're talking about at different times. So, because my thing is, I never want to have someone bore at the beginning, go to the end. But but basically, like. You know, look at that photo, dude. Yeah, that photo's dope. Yo, yo, hey, yo, treat some fucking paparazzi, dude, dog. That, that's, yo, gonna, I thought, I that's, I was, that's gonna be our that's actually gonna be I, the episode out. Yeah, I like that, yo. And the thing is, yo, trust the man. Hey, yeah. trust the man. Like I said, I want to do this for a long time, just for many reasons. I respect him as a, as as a, as a as a human and what he's doing, and I I respect like he's open minded. Uh, you know, he's old school. I'm middle school. Um, you know what I mean? Like, yo, and this this is great. And like, I think. You know, like I said, my main thing with like the book and all that is I just want to, I just want to show people who I am, what I've yeah. been through, our, my story, your story is different. You told me a little bit about some of your family stuff and which, you know, I, I really respected whatever. But my thing is like, yo, and one thing I want to talk about, and it could be the drinks or whatever, but it's, it wouldn't be Maddie without being Maddie. But like, you know, people talk about mental health and all that shit. And like, you know, it's, it's, it has been something. And I'm sure like, like, you know, like back when like, like, cause you're, you're like what, 10 years on me. Yeah. You know, whatever. But like, yo, we, we were taught to just keep it all in. Hey, be strong. Oh, absolutely. Be yeah. strong. Yo, keep it all in. So like, I'm at, I'm at a point in my life where like, I'm like, damn, I'm not, I'm like, you know, I'm not okay, but I have the, like, I was telling you earlier, get the best friends, best support system. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, but why, you know, why is not my brain like, okay. You know what I'm saying? But the whole thing about the book and, you know, like, it's just kind of like, yo, let people know it's okay to be yourself and, and just, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's story is different. Everybody's wired differently. Everybody came from different environments. And we all going to be like, yo, your story is different than my story. And that's okay. That's cool. We're going to have differences. We might even argue about something. And that's what makes the conversation fun. Yeah, absolutely. Now, was writing that book cathartic? Well, I know you're still in the middle of it, right? How far are you actually? So I have a call tomorrow about it. So the thing about, you know, real life yeah. is me writing a book isn't making me money. No. And I have to make money to... To, to live. live, yeah. If I could have wrote the, this book, would be done a long time ago. But it's not, I said it's not going to go until next summer because there's a lot of things. And my homies helped me write it. You just had another kid. Congratulations to Ross. You mean like, you know, that's like, yo, I'm I'm so happy for you. Whatever, like, it, it's just like, yo, it just takes time. Yeah. And like my 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 whole vision is, you know, whatever. But yeah, like it's just, it, but and you know, it's therapeutic. It it's so therapeutic, man. Yeah. And like, yo, I, I'll say this, yo, I met my dad for the first time in five years. Like, yo, and I'm just spitting off the top, but like, I have chapters in there that he may not like. And I, I actually like, I don't really care. Wait, so you talked to your dad recently for the first last time night for, five la, years? La, last night for the first time in five years. Because of the book? No. Or no, just in general? No, no, just in life. It's just like, it is ironically. You know, but like what my, led to that? My grandmother passed away. My, so my, my mom's, oh, yeah, my yeah, mom's yeah, mother yeah, passed yeah. away. Not my, right. not my dad's grandmother. Yeah. So I'm gonna start no, my dad's mother. See, I'm getting real. Like, so see, people are afraid to talk about real shit, but I'm I'm, I'm down. Once I have a couple of drinks and whatever, and I won't regret anything. A couple I say. drinks, meaning a whole bottle of Tito's, yeah. which is like this. Is so literally my, one my drink thing is though, right? I, I I never like if if you if you drunk, and you say shit that you don't mean, then that that's your fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, I say shit. It just takes some time for me, but I I mean everything I say. This is just loosens the lips, but you're yeah. not you're not speaking loosens like loosens the lips in a good like loosens, in a good loosens, way. loosens the brain. Allows loosens you the to, brain. It get, this gives you permission to say the things you want to say. That yeah, you because might not say if you didn't have this to loosen things. Hundred percent. I get it. But like yo, like but, but I'm, you're still speaking truth. You're not saying dumb shit. I'm speaking big truth. Big truth. Yeah. That's what this part. Hey, yeah, right that, that's a, yeah. All pun intended. Yeah. But like. 
<laughs> oh, I'm glad I got that one instead of the wow, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yo, like, so the thing is, yo, you mean like me and my dad have differences? We're different people. I'm just fucking with you. Hey, 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 you invited that. Me and my dad. <laughs> we're trying to work. We're trying to work things out. Yeah, you know, yeah, he might yeah. listen to this. Right? You know what I'm saying? But like, you know, the thing is though, like, it's just so I did that for my nana. His his mother, his mother called me. My grandmother passed away. Like, you know, the, the woman that kind of raised me. Actually, it's both my nanas. My, my nana, and my grandmother, whatever. We're like, that generation where yeah, yo, they, they babysat. They babysat us. Grandparents did a lot of the raising. Yo, they parents did. Parents were working. They're working. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. Yo, so my nana like called me on my birthday. July 14th, said, yo, I really want you to talk to your dad. I'm getting old. Because I think my, so my grandma. The one that passed? The other so, one? So, so they, they, were, they were cool. My parents had me in high school. Okay. You know, so, so whatever. There's a lot of things. You, you, they, they were cool. Your grandparents were cool. Yeah. Yeah. So my grandmother, at her wake, there was a picture of my nana and my grandmother and me when I graduated high school. Yeah. And, yo, like, I loved, like, yo, that picture meant, like, it meant a lot to me. Yo, but look what happened. I haven't talked to my dad. We, we, you know, we both have our different things. That's a whole different thing. I don't know how I feel about things, mm -hmm. but it was good talk. Yeah, because my nana asked me to do it. And I was like, yo, nana for you, anything. Because okay. I think my grandmother passing away triggered her to call me. And, you know, when she started calling, like, when she called me, I was like, oh, like, it was a lot. She's like, I love you. You know, hope you know I love you, grandma, da, da, da. Whatever, and just, yeah, so, because my grandma's, my nana is getting older, too, and there's a bunch of people don't talk about it, but eventually, you know, life goes on and whatever, and I love that she's trying to, we're, we're patching up shit for her. Yeah, she wants shit to be cool. Mm-hmm, yo, and, and that's, that, and that's what, that's what it's all about, though, that, that's what, yeah, it's just like, yo, life's crazy, everybody's fucking story and chapter is different, and, you know, I'm blessed that, that my nana called me that day. To, to give last night that just happened and so you know, what was that it was or is that shit you don't want to talk about no no like you know i'll talk about it i mean like i like it's it, it, it was we didn't talk about anything we shouldn't talk about we we just talked about how like how is this person doing catching up on yo that person my cousin jess passed away oh shit your cousin like what the fuck um you know what i'm saying we talked about shit that was like it was a good intro. It was like basically like opening the dialogue. We know we don't want to talk. You know why didn't we talk for so long? He might have his perception. I have my perception. It was tough, but because of my nana, boom, we walked in. We're grown men, but I'm glad it went the way it did. It went very perfect. Okay, cool. It, it, for, for 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 that scenario. Yeah, but it opened the way for more in the future. Yeah, or are I mean, you guys gonna go back to like? No, nah, no, nah, like, like, uh, I, I, like, it's, it's, that's when it gets deep. That's why, like, yo, it's just like, open a lot of floodgates. It's just the, like how I feel, how he feels, probably, like, you know, what I mean, whatever. But we're very different. I yeah. think we, I think we gotta realize that it's just there's the, more. No matter what our generation is, their generation is even more like less talking about shit. Mm -hmm. And, but yeah, that's stuff some ice. You probably hear that. Yo, mm -hmm. the ice feels good. But yeah, man, like, yo, life is, life, life, life is crazy. And I'm at a point, um, you know, where just like, I'm going, I'm like, I'm going through it because I think a loss for words. I live my dream. I, like it wasn't about money. I traveled the world, whatever. So, so what's it about? Cause you, you had said that earlier and I meant to follow up on that. You had said living your dream isn't about 
money, but what's what's the dream? I went to Japan a bunch of times. I went to Russia. Got arrested in Japan. <laughs> hey, that wasn't the dream. <laughs> that was yo, but yeah, but that's reality. Yeah, yo, and like yo, that's why like yo, when I when I'm when I'm talking about this shit, it's not a brag. It's not fucking cool. Like I'm not like yo, you know what I'm saying? People try to like flex that shit. Yo, fuck that. I just like I learned, but I just you know it just it's part of my it's part of my story. Yeah. Everybody has a different story, but um. Like, like, and, and not for nothing, like, no matter what, no matter what anyone says, no matter wants to romanticize or glorify shit, that shit sucks. Oh, it was awful. Yo, like, I, like, like yo, you said, like, someone with like ADD and shit, like, to be in solitary, like, it's a credit to you that he, you didn't go fucking bananas. You know what I mean? Uh, well, yeah, not on too much banana. I had a couple of bananas. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. like, yeah, but I'm, 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 you know I'm, I mean, I'm still like, here on earth. You're here, and you can. I still shake my leg. You can function. Yeah, and I can shake my leg yeah, as yeah. much as you shake your leg. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I, yeah, I've but, been trying so hard not to make sure my leg is shaking. Hey, chairs are shaking legs, dog. Hey, it's the shaking legs. Yeah, shaking yeah. legs. Like, but yeah, like I hope people like yo, and that's why I want to. I want to really list because you know I want to list the times of of this podcast. Cause that's the way my brain works. I want people that want something from you or from me to know the times to hear about different stories. Like, cause I feel like this right now is important to me that people listen. Okay. You know, but you know, like, like I said, it's just like everybody just needs to know there's, all, there's people out there that like understand. Cause I feel like people are just like, they, they, they get lost in their thoughts and I do too. Like I have like, it feels like that, like it's just like um, there's like just like everything going on at once, and it's like sometimes I like don't want to wake up or whatever, and like I have bands and people that I love and I have to work for, and I'll never let down, you know. So even my my friends will listen to this, like I work for you, but like I'm I'm being vulnerable right now, like like so like, you know, you know what I'm saying? I hope that like that makes sense to someone that's listening. Is like it's just life's good, we're blessed. We just gotta like work together and 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 then get through it. That's why the main point of my book is to just get back to what it is and tell everybody, you know, it's okay to be the way you are. Everybody's story is different. And, you know, sometimes you got to be vulnerable. And not to go off the point of vulnerability, but something we said kind of off mic earlier was that sometimes you seem like, even on like, if you post shit on Instagram, everything looks fucking gravy, but it ain't always gravy. So I think that's what you're saying, but you didn't say that on this. You said that to me personally. Yeah. Well, and I don't want to bring it up if you don't want to talk about it, but I think it's something important because in this day and age where everyone's just looking at the fucking icing on the cake and not what's underneath the layers of that cake, because sometimes it ain't always fucking sweet. Yeah. And I thank you for bringing that up because sometimes I, I, you know, with ADD, yeah, yeah, yeah. we get, we, 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 we get, you know, thrown way off Side topic. Track, yeah. yeah, but because I but love you were the- talking about that earlier, and I think that's important, man. Because, I mean, we're all like that, and anyone says they're not, they're either fucking great and the most adjusted individual ever, <laughs> man. Shout out to you, oh, yeah. or yeah, and fuck yeah, great, fuck yeah for you, or you're fucking lying, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, like not to delve into that if you don't want to, but like you know, what was that we were talking about, kind of we glossed over a little bit early because we wanted to get more into that on this. Yeah. I mean like, yo, so for me, like, yo, that's why like, I like, and I, and I kind of, I think I touched on it a little bit earlier, but yo, positivity, you know, to me, it's just cause I, I like to make sure my friends are happy. Cause my friends are happy. It gives me just like, you know, like, like I said, it, it keeps me going whatever, but yeah, man, like my head is not okay inside mm. realistically, but like, I don't want to tell my mom that or my stepfather that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I want to be big for everybody else. Cause like, if I'm not being big, you know what I'm saying? Like, I gotta, I gotta keep, I gotta keep, I gotta hold it in. 
keep it real to make sure everybody else knows like I can't break. And I do break a lot. All my real friends, they've seen me break, but like, it's just cause you know what I mean? Like I just, I just try to, you know, like life isn't always good and I can't control everybody else. I got to worry about myself, but it's hard to worry about myself because that's what makes my, my shit happy. But when I post on Instagram and I'm hard to worry about yourself, but also you are responsible for so many other people through managing them or being in bands with them or whatever it is you're doing as your job. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. It's responsibility. It is a responsibility. You know, that, that, that's the, that's the thing. Like I'm, I'm blessed. I'm yeah, like, I said, like I'm blessed for the, 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 the best people ever, but yo, like my thing, I guess at the end, you know, whatever, like it's been a long podcast. I just, my, I guess my message at the end of the, the whole thing is just like, yo, I have the best friends. My life's not perfect. My brain's not perfect. No. Yeah. But I'm just so thankful. And you know, like I, I, I just like, yo, it's cool to be on here. Like we come from different, like, yo, different walks of lives, different areas, but the same area. Yo, you're like, you're, you're like OG generation. You know, I'm like I'm younger. Like it's just, you know, life is, life is, you know, is good. I have a lot of good people in my life. So thank you for giving me a platform to even talk and like, you know, hope we can bring different crowds together. So I'm going to break it down for the first time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take the time when you send me this podcast before you put it out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break it down into to, to minute levels of where we talk about certain things. Okay. So just in case certain people don't want to listen to the whole fucking thing. And if you don't, you ain't my real motherfucking friend, by the way. Mm. But if you want to hear certain things and get something from it, I hope there's different marks that can give you a little, a little piece of education, a little piece of mind, a little, you know, that's the way that like, you know. Sure. Or a little piece of, you know, here we're talking about fun shit. Here we're talking about serious shit. Here we're talking about prison. Here we're talking about this. Here we're talking about lost words here we're talking about i don't want but here's a question i have for you because i think it's an important question um and it's based on something we're just talking about you talked about earlier like you said you know to me off record that you know sometimes like you know online persona might look like hey man everything's a fucking party but in reality, everything ain't always a party. Sometimes shit's hard. And it might not look like it online because people just have a tendency to post. For the best whatever points reason, of their life. The best points of their life. Because whatever, maybe people don't want to highlight or harp on downtimes. What keeps you going through the downtimes? Because like you said, you have responsibility to friends. You have good friends. You have responsibility to your clients. But you also have good clients and things like that. What are the things that keep you going through the hard times? Because I mean, that's kind of, we, we didn't talk about that, but that might be the important lesson here, the important piece of the puzzle for people that might be going through similar things. Yeah, and I, I appreciate you, like, for asking that and, like, taking both our ideas together to, to, to get the point. But the point is, like, I, I, like it's, it's because I, I want to make everybody happy and, and making people happy is cool. And, like, you'll, like, to me, life is about, making everybody else happy, me and my life. And I know that I make people happy and it keeps me going. I wake up in the morning. So I know I could hit up you. I could hit up. Da, 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 I, I have people that will listen to me. It's just hard. You never want to be a burden. Do you know what I'm saying? But you know, just like, just knowing I have support and like, yo, know, if I make a difference in someone else's life with lost words, the world, the book, then my whole life is fulfilled. Like when I walked around, in Japan by myself alone thinking I sat there with my thoughts on my friends that passed away. I pray to them. 
because I believe in a higher power, but I don't know what it is. If I make them proud, then I fulfilled my purpose on earth. You know what I'm saying? And it might sound dark and heavy, or whatever, but yo, know, that's, you know, like my positivity makes me happy just a bit knowing that like I give people know that like, I just want the best for everybody. That's why I try not to break. I don't want to get, I don't want to be negative. Cause if I go negative, it's not a good place that you mean mm. not a good place to be for many reasons. So, you know, that, that's why like, yo, keep my mom proud. She's my number one. That's like, that's the purpose of earth. You know, like I'm, I'm back home right now. Right. I live in Nashville, Tennessee. She got me ice cream sandwiches and gushes. <laughs> you know, I'm fucking, I'm a 39 year old adult. Yeah. yeah Staying yeah. with my mom for a little bit. You know, she lives in Nashville. No, she no, she lives in Abington. I live in oh, Nashville. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yo, so my when mom. You come out here. You. Stay she just bought me fucking today when I came on here. I don't like that's what I'm saying. The like, people don't talk about this shit. She's like, she's like, I, Maddie, you're going on a podcast. Here's some gushes. Bring it with you. Well, no, 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 no. That she <laughs> when goes, you come home, I have some yes. ice cream sandwiches for you. Yeah. Yo, fuck but, yeah, dude. That's dope. No, that's, that's what I'm saying, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm not embarrassed yeah. to say that shit. Yeah, my mom's the fucking yeah. Why best. Why would you? My mom's the fucking best. People would be. So there's some people. Yo, like, yo, I'm my, sure that are envious that, like, yo, I wish my mom would get me some gushes and fucking ice cream sandwiches. Yeah, but why would I not keep going? Like, what? Like, yo, she made that. She made me who I am. And yeah, even yeah. though, like, yo, like, my life isn't bad. Once I figure out my shit. And I will say, talk to multiple friends, even some friends of that cook or whatever. I'm going to start talking to a fucking therapist for the first time ever. And I'm going to say that real quick because everybody that I thought that you know, wouldn't, I thought it was embarrassing. I'm going to try. Yeah. I signed up today to do that just because I'm like, yo, I'm going to give this a shot. And I think people need to realize because I'm like a bunch of my homies were like, yo, I talked to them. I'm like, you talked to a therapist? Bro, I had a dude on my podcast that's a brother. His name's Viking. He's like six foot something, 300 fucking, well, I don't know what he is now because he slimmed down because he stopped doing powerlifting and 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 he was doing uh, um, strongman competitions. Now he does Brazilian jiu-jitsu, so he slimmed down some. So and now he's he, just going to eat someone. He always talks about the importance of talking to a therapist, but if you don't like the therapist you have, but finding the right therapist and how much that helps you. Just don't do that thing, the douchey thing where like dudes go on and stop posting positive informations every day and fucking weird, well, weird I've, quotes I've always, and shit. No, I've, I know, I've, I know. I'm just I've always you. kind I'm of done the Buddhist. You, 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 like you, we fought each other for a long time. I know, I know, I know. So I'm always like, I'm always kind of positive, but also kind of negative. I'll post that like sad shit, like you know, in my feelings, like you know that, like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that, like. Well, you are in a pop punk band. And oh come on, man! You got <laughs> no, no. You a fucking event. Yo, but I'm but but yeah, no, no. But that's the thing, like, so like, if I can end with and and anything with this, it's just like, yo, like, I'm fucking grateful. I'm blessed. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, keep it going. Everybody's from different walks of life. You mean like Truce fans, my fans. You know, I call them friends, whatever. I hope you'll know that, like, you're loved, you know, positivity. Appreciated. Keep it, yeah, keep it strong. Like, hit up truth. Hit up me. You want to say what's up? You're going through it. No problems. That's the shit that people got to do. I'll give you advice. Might not be the best advice. Yeah, but yeah. I'll give you advice. But, no, but I think the other point is, and it's important, and I, I'm not, I make just a shit, and I fuck around and do jokes because that's what we do to avoid real shit. Yeah. But... It's not bad to seek help if you need fucking help. Mm -hmm. It's it's strong. It's strength. It's not it's not weakness. Hundred percent. It's I agree actually with you. strength. If like you can have the power to be like, admit like, yo, I can't handle this. Like or like this is getting too much. I need to talk to someone. Yeah. Go see someone. Talk to somebody that can fucking help you. If you you know, friends can help you. Family can help you. 
But a license. Sometimes you, sometimes you legitimate gotta figure, person who is. Yeah, but sometimes you got to figure yourself. That's what I'm ready. That's what, like that's what, like no. no I'm ready to figure out myself. Why yeah, I'm yeah. like why my friends are the best. They listen to me. I listen to them. But I want to like sit there. I want to look at myself Someone in the that mirror. Can help you really navigate through. Yeah. What? Where, where? Yeah. Go deep in my brain and go. Where? Where did this stem from? And then like kind of you know. Psilocybin. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Yo, but it's just <laughs> no, like yeah. Man. So yeah, I mean at the end of the day, yo. This is awesome. Like, I could talk for fucking ages. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But, yo, True, thank you so much for having me, man. Yo, this means a lot. Uh, Maddie's trying to say he's trying to wrap this up. So we're going to end this right here. So, but where can people find out more information about, you know, A Loss for Words, uh, The World, your management company, the book? Where, where's a, you shout out some socials and I'll put these all in the show notes so people can follow up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, so just follow Maddie al for w that's always been my brand. I want to make it Maddie Reclaim, but I can't, I can't make the switch. It's been, I've been Maddie, AO, Maddie Lost for Words for years. Yeah, yeah. Or Maddie A Lot of Words, or Chatty Maddie, or Maddie Whispers. There's, there's lots of different sides, you mean? So, but yo. All those are your social media handles? No, those are my, 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 my different, my different I personalities. Know, I know, I know, I know. Um, but yeah, so if you go to Maddie AFW, though, I have everything tagged in there. Idle yeah. Hand Collective, my barbershop, which I didn't get to talk about too much, but, you know, it's on there. I know, man. Like, you guys set up all over the fucking place, fucking punk rock bowling, cool shit. Yeah. I get a lot of cool friends. We do a lot of cool things. You mean, like, and, uh, yeah, so the book, that's kind of, the, this is the, the first I've really talked about the prison shit. First I've really talked about the book shit. And uh, a lot of cool shit. Just follow me on my journey, Matt okay, for w And uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Your Absolutely. podcast is awesome. You're such a cool it. dude. You do so much cool shit. Yeah, try. But yeah, man, I mean, the take home is no matter how much shit looks fucking rad, you know, everyone's got fucking, everything can look fucking great. But when you're three in the morning, when you're alone, demon yourself, time. Demon and the, time. And the demons come Demon out? fucking time. Absolutely. Ryan Packer, if you listen right now, motherfucker, on your couch, dog, when you go to sleep, and I'm on the uh, by why myself. Are you why are you going to sleep on me? Why are you cursing Packer right now? Yeah, because why'd you go to sleep on me, dog? I just want to fucking hang out a little longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but you know what I mean? Like, no one's beyond needing to talk to somebody, so fucking don't feel weird about that. Go fucking do it. You know what I mean? Yo. <laughs> yo, sh yo, shout out, shout out the truth. Shout out it to my sounded, It ended so, like, weird and serious. I feel like we got to drink one more drink and say something fucking stupid. Yo. Yeah, I mean, yo, okay, top five. But but why would you expect anything else from a dude that sings in a pop punk band, right? Yo, see, hey, you exactly. Hey, see, now I'm smiling. Hey, now I'm smiling in my, my Finish yo. that bottle. Let's fucking right, cap the, let's God, fuck. yo, all right. Yo, you see, hey, yo. We got to kill the bottle. Let this oh, oh, yo. Right, yo, he poured a lot. No, I yeah, know, you already poured I, all my fucking, yo. This dude just fucking poured it all I'm my. A, I'm a fucking bartender now. Man, yo, but yo, but at the end of the day, like I said, the one thing I think about podcasts, and I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna break it all down for people to get. I, I want someone to get something from this. And I, yo, the, I, the thing I, I love about your podcast people. is it was so organic and real. I like yo. I don't get to do this shit too often, and you do it all no, the time. And I appreciate that people come on and like say shit. Like I said, my favorite thing about this podcast, no fucking bullshit, is that no matter what, it could be someone I've known for a year, five years, ten years, twenty years, they come on. I learned shit that I didn't know. You know what I mean? Because this is a weird conversation, right? It's like a conversation between friends, but it's also like an interview, and it's like not a normal conversation. So it's more like a hybrid fucking thing. So shit comes out that you normally wouldn't talk about because we. it's not just me and you fucking bullshitting. It is, but it isn't. Hmm. It makes no sense. 
but it does. You know, and, and like like I said, like it's cool. I mean, it feels good to like like it was almost like a venting thing. The fox yeah. is still looking at me, bro. Fox I, I might have to take him outside and just see. It's like you know, we might have to get the yo. One. I don't know hey, what's going on. Maddie yo, might beat up the fox. Yo, we might outside. have to get the ones outside. You know, like yo, that fox. Yo, look at him, bro. He's, He's got just, no eyes, dude. He didn't even. Yo, he, it's just like yo. No sometimes eyes. people don't say shit. It's just the way they look at you. Yeah. So just like, yo, the way he's looking at me, I'm like, yo, maybe he's slick. He might get me. Go listen to the uh, re-recording of the 100th episode if you are interested in fucking taking this fox home. There's a, a contest on there for you to be able to own I actually, it. I actually might sign up for it. Go ahead. Because yeah, I don't think I'm going to smoke that fool when I get back. I'm going to fucking... Yeah. <laughs> yo. I'm going to keep it open for... I'm going to keep it open to the 26th when we do the live podcast. You can come on. You're going to come You're going to come to the dipper? Are you around or are you going to be... Nah, I'm playing, I'm playing with Pale Horse. And Connecticut, that's my like for the world. Then I'm driving back to Nashville until the Mad Ball tour. Okay, well, you won't see you won't see Maddie on the 20th. And that's just during the day. No, it's at night. Yeah, so I can't. I mean, Hartford, Connecticut is not too too far. So it was during the day. I could do both. No, you won't be able to do it. Yeah, but that sounds fun though. You'll see plenty of other special. Is the fox gonna up. be there? The f- I might bring the fox. Oh, yo, truth. Leave. Can you bring- leave. All right, so you just said it in stone. We're going to bring the fox with us on the 26th. If someone presents us with a tattoo of the Big Truth podcast, they will take that fox home. If not, it'll go to Joe. Yo, yo, can I tell you? And Joe might Yo, hey, yo, you. can I tell you? Shout out, Callie. If you're, if you're home right now, right, I'm going to go get a Big Truth tattoo tonight. No, 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 no. Podcast. Not, not me. Yeah, podcast. Big Truth podcast. Yeah, yeah. So if I get that. Oh, it's yours. That fox is mine. I can, I can, I can, yours, can yeah. I shoot him on? Can you I can come, do whatever you want. Yo, can I come yours? back here and blast him and, and on your property? Is that is that allowed or no? Yeah, yeah. I don't give a shit. Okay, I'm, cool. I live in free. All right, all right, all right. right. Back. So, so I'm gonna get. I'm not fucking lying to you. <laughs> if I get a, if I get a big three podcast, and I'm gonna say what is it? Am I 105? You gotta let me know what fucking episode because this is 105. Yeah. I'll do. I'll do. I'll do. So I'll do big truth podcast. Point one oh five, and if I get that fox, I'm gonna shoot it right in the fucking face. Yeah, because it's been looking at me the whole you time. Do whatever man. you want with it. Yeah, okay. Cool. You can use you can use my. So uh, no one else, no one else has had the balls. You can use my no one else has had the balls. Who's gonna step up to me and get I've the had, fucking tattoo? I've had a few people threaten that they yeah. were getting it and blah blah blah. Yeah, but yeah. No well, one's come through. Do you, you want to see me get it? I I I'm not. Saying I'm, not I'm not saying it's gonna be my neck. I'm like, not like, trying like, to influence I'm not face. I'm not gonna face my first face tattoo. You're not gonna BTP 105 on your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right over your eyebrow. Yeah, yeah. It'd be hard, dude. All right, cool. I get that fox and I can shoot it on on in and around we'll, this area. We'll film it. Yeah, we'll I just want to shoot it right in the face. Oh well, that's up to you. Yep. You can do whatever you want with it. Cool. I, you can use my Ruger 57 back there. That that pistol that shoots. I wasn't gonna bring that up, but I'm using that thing. Yeah. Or I'll bring my uh, I'll bring my uh, Sega AK. Uh, Shotgun. Uh, well, I'll finish him with that. Yeah, that'll be nasty. We'll use dragon's breath rounds. Yo, can you? Can you? Can you? I have dragon's hey, breath rounds. You, you, shoot fire. So, can you do this? Can you post when can I get my tattoo? Can you? Can you post that Maddie actually fucking yeah. did what he said? Yeah. If you shoot, shoot me the video. I'll post it up. Yeah. We'll, okay. We we'll show him proof. All right. Yeah. All right, I, you guys are hearing it here. Yeah, like, y'all bitches. Like yo, yo, the pop punk kings gonna fucking get that shit. Pop you know? punk is repping the hardest. Yo, come on. one hundred and five. Yo, yo, show me. Come on, test me, motherfucker. What's up? <laughs> All right, there we go. That's it. <laughs> <laughs>